welcome to the Broken Campfire Podcast, episode 24, I think. My God. The docket is to be believed. I'm your host, Andy. I'm joined by some of our regulars. Vito. Yep. Flask. Yep, too. And John. Yep. What? <laughs> I'm just kidding. John, John's out this week, but we still have Greg. Hello. And playing the role of the fifth chair, we have a new voice on the pod, Sutton. Hey. How what's you up, Sutton? Doing you've, all right? You've listened to every episode, and you're also yeah, our all, biggest fan, all, I think. all 24. Right, right. I wait Even for this three, one. sorry. <laughs> we actually did not know Sutton until recently he emailed uh, brokencampfire.gmail.com, and he <laughs> it was kind of pathetic. Uh, he really wanted to be on the show, like, really wanted to be on the show, so... That is uh, 100% true. Oh, is this I'm like some sort be- of make-a-wish thing? I like- was going to say, I'm glad <laughs> oh, we can make this Make-A-Wish oh, Foundation uh, reality. <laughs> <laughs> We're still um, small enough that we can bring in people off the street, I think. Yeah. We're going to go through our roundtable. Um, last week's we had a, a lot of specific game discussions, and we didn't get around to the roundtable, so we're going to have a jam-packed two weeks of roundtable where... I don't think we actually have a whole lot to say, but that's all right. There's uh, uh, a lot of news for us to go through. Epic and Apple have been having some some blows on the internet, passing blows back and forth on the internet and in the uh, U.S. core system. Um, <laughs> and uh, also Halo Infinite was delayed, and we're going to get into that in some way, in some other topics later on. So uh, let's uh, go ahead and start with Vito. You've been playing some Ghost of Tsushima, I think, and yeah. uh, we're, we're going to still hoping to get a podcast talking about that game out uh, when John returns from his vacation. Um, what are you thinking so far? <clears throat> Maybe if you want to just give you like, your your thoughts. Yeah, I'll just give some you know succinct thoughts of I'm I'm still uh, I'm early in Act Two. I think there's three acts. Uh, I think I'm like twelve hours into the game. And it's I'm having fun, but uh, I feel like there's just so much busy work in the game that, and I don't feel like the game's doing anything that's new or uh, risky for video games. So I'm kind of on the fence. It, I'm by no means having a bad time, and I'm excited to keep playing. But uh, that's where I'm at right I, now. Yeah, I've heard it um, described in kind of pejoratively as uh, Assassin's Creed does Samurai. Um, I think, I've watched some of your stream video, and this is just some surface comments, but I think the presentation in that game is beautiful. Like, so much yeah. of, like, the game is cool to look at, like, the graphics, but and also stuff like the haikus and whatnot. I mean, there's some really cool cinematic presentation in that game. That yeah. I think sets it apart it- from most Assassin's Creed titles, you know. And that's it. That, that's it. You nailed, you know, you nailed it on the head. I mean, this felt like Assassin's Creed or like The Witcher to me, but the presentation is the best I've ever seen in a game like that. It's the most beautiful game I've ever played uh, oh. up there with, with Red Dead Redemption 2. Um, and, um, yeah, but I, I just don't feel like it's doing anything new gameplay-wise. Yeah, and it'll be interesting to have the full pot on it because I think John came away with a more positive impression than you did, and I think Charlie... Came away with an even more negative impression than you did, so be a whole range. Yeah, 
Yeah, that's going to be a fun one. It's from uh, what I get. John really likes the game a lot. Uh, mm -hmm. So we'll see what happens. All right, cool. You got anything else? Uh, no, that's about it. I, I've been playing that game uh, every night, and it's been taking up all my time. All right, cool. We'll go ahead and move on over to Greg then. Greg, what have you been doing the last couple of weeks? Hello. Uh, Final Hi. Fantasy got its new patch, so I've been playing that. Cool. Uh, uh, yeah. I started playing Mahjong, and I think As you I'm do. getting the hang of it. Mahjong but is... All so many of our people in our group hate Mahjong or like don't understand yeah. it. Me and, uh, me, and my me and Eric played, uh, I think a few days ago, and we just... It was just a relaxing game in the middle of the night. Like, I think it was like 3 o'clock when we stopped playing. Oh, wow. And uh, that was just because the deck, the deck had to uh, get reshuffled. So we were like, all right, I guess we're done. You're playing what are Ma you playing Mahjong on? Like, yeah, it was just Mahjong? Or? It's in, uh, so in Final Fantasy, there's uh, uh, this okay. uh, place called the Golden Saucer. And it's like a gambling hall. And they added something called Dome and Mahjong, which is just mahjong and we uh just started playing it because he was like oh yeah let's play and then uh it was just it in the beginning it was lighthearted, fun and then by the end of it we were just silent no one was talking to each other we were just just competitive like, yes exactly <laughs> that's, that's, that's how it goes pretty funny that's pretty cool I, I feel like i never really play the games within games i don't know about you guys like well i have uh I have almost 1,700 hours in Final Fantasy. For so. me, I think it kind of depends. Like, it, if it's a... Some, like, the Final Fantasy games are a great example. There's some of those card games in Final Fantasy that are just so esoteric and pulled out of their ass and, like, built for that game or, like, so foreign to me that I feel like I don't want to spend the time when I'm playing that game to learn another game inside of it. But then again, yeah. KOTOR... Has Pazak, which is basically just uh, yeah. alien blackjack, and I, I love the shit out of Pazak. <laughs> they uh, so Final Fantasy has like a bunch of other like it has a fuckload of mini games in it. Me and Eric are waiting for this game. He keeps talking about called uh, Blitzball. We think they're gonna end up adding that to the game Hold at up. some point. <laughs> the game that Eric keeps <laughs> talking about, Blitzball. <laughs> I I don't know up. what that is. So, it's for Final Fantasy I remember 10. that. It's yeah, like the Final main Fantasy mini game 10. of Final Fantasy uh, I, Yeah, I've never uh, played Final Fantasy It's a Fantasy very your divisive your character, one, okay. but I love it. The main character in Final Fantasy X is literally a Blitzball player. Yeah. Oh, I've never played Final Fantasy. I've only played 14 and 15. One of the party members you can recruit is a pro Blitzball player as well. That's very fun. <laughs> there's, but, a big, uh, there's a big sequence in the middle of the game, like a big story sequence that's like all centered around Blitzball. It's it's actually it's actually really cool. The game itself, I never the way, got the hang of as a kid, and I was always really bad at it. But the way Eric like described it to me was there. wild, where it was like you're in like a fucking dome of water or something like that. You're in a giant <coughs> sphere of water. Yeah, it's just it sounded insane. I was like, oh, I, it's if like, they added this, it'd be pretty crazy. It's like rugby in a water sphere. Yeah, I was trying to think of a sports analog. Rugby is probably the the closest one. Yeah. And it's similar to Damon, I like I didn't even try like get into it as a kid, but when I played it as a slightly older, I actually really loved it when I got deep into it. And I like completed the entire like you can go through the whole uh I don't know, series or like 
you know, to the championship or whatever. I did that whole thing. Yeah. It was great. Oh, I could never figure it out. I was too small brain as a kid. <laughs> Me too. Same. To be fair. The game, I think that was yeah, the only Final Fantasy game I ever played. The game, uh... Oh, you played it too, Vito? Yeah, I played that when I was a kid. I don't really remember too much about I don't even know if I beat it. I was never Man. a Final Fantasy guy. I've heard that that's like one of say, the best Final in the Fantasy series, does though. not does not you know Vito and Final Fantasy don't go together in my head. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't always. Greg, do you this think Vito. Uh, do you think Mahjong would be better or worse in a water sphere? Um, <laughs> I mean, from what I've played, it would just be people standing very still, waiting for the next move to see what people are going to put down. Yeah, but what if you'd be, like be floating? Yeah, though. But you're underwater. Yeah, but if what it if was you in a water sphere, the tiles. I mean, that'd be it. Kind of be like Mahjong Yu-Gi-Oh, I guess. <laughs> yeah, that'd be now pretty what wild. If, now, what if all the people you played against also had these big red anime goggles and threw shit at you in the water, and they could tackle uh, you at any time? Yes, that's pretty funny, and I'm pretty sure I'd do that a lot. But also, everyone I've seen, it has some sort of anime clothes. Right. Mm, of course. But, uh, I mean, you're playing Final Fantasy. Yes. Uh, I'm going to stop talking about Final Fantasy, but one last thing from it. Uh, with the new patch, they uh, made uh, like the, basically the first half of the game free-to-play, where you can play mm-hmm. up to Heaven's Ward. And, uh, oh, yeah, that is cool. It's like up to level 60, and the current level cap right now is 80, dude. Cool. I... Uh, you guys I should was, play. Uh, I know you wouldn't, but uh, well, I think if so, you guys like Final Fantasy, you'd probably be interested. Thing is, I was actually really interested until I learned that the free edition <clears throat> does not allow you to squat up with uh, friends. Like you can still do the random matchmaking for like the instances and like raids and that kind of thing, but you you won't be able to join your friends and do missions with them and that kind of thing. Oof, which is a. It's a big blow for me because, like, the only reason I would play that game is to play it with friends. But uh, it's cool nonetheless for people who like to play MMOs solo, which, you know, I know there are people out there who do that. You might remember, Craig. Wow. But yeah. I subscribed briefly and tried to play with you and Eric, and you guys left me in the fucking dust. So, and I I fucking knew your little weasel brain was going to bring this up. I'm glad you did. I'd like to point out for this is that Eric came up to me. This was when Stormblood was like about to come out. And Eric comes up. He's like, yo, I know you hated Final Fantasy when we first played it. Let's give it another shot. New expansion. You could, There's a fucking new class called the Machinist. You can play that. And I was like, what is that? Oh, it has a gun? All right. I want to play it. So me and Eric are playing this game. And I'm like, he's like showing me, he's basically like streamlining this for me. Like I'm doing all the side quests originally. He's like, don't do that. You're going to waste time. Just do this, this, this. And I'm leveling up quick. And then Flask shows up and he's like, Hey, I want to play too. And I'm like, all right, cool. And then it was like someone just jammed a fucking railroad spike right into our progress, man. Everything everything just slowed down. And I was like, so insensitive. I'm but sure everything, games with them. Uh, all right, easy, fucking killers. So everything just slows down, and I am getting increasingly bored. I'm like, dude, I've been here for the last three days. I can't be here anymore. And then me and Eric were just like, Flash, you're on your own, man. Peace out. But that was also because we wanted to get ready for uh, 
We wanted to get to level sixty before the right, uh, right. expansion came out, and then which I, we then didn't. I stopped. Then I stopped. And then you stopped playing that. I think Kurt was with us as well <laughs> at one point, but he's like, yeah. had a level sixty ninja. Shocking. That's harsh. Well, My mistake was um, actually trying I, to play the game. <laughs> I don't. Now, I don't blame you guys, but also that experience is exact. I mean, it's it's what turned me off from MMOs in the first place. Like, I, I'm a guy that I would, would love to play MMO with like, a squad of friends. But I don't love... I'm not an MMO guy. I'm not... It's not something I think about all day, and it's not something I'm going to want to do every single day. And I feel like if you are not that guy, it's really hard to find a few people who are willing to play your pace. I mean, in our group, I would have a hard time finding a few people to play my pace. You know what I mean? And you see, I understand that. But also, with my friend group that plays Final Fantasy... Uh, we have people who are like me who will play the game for a few months, will stop for like a long time, and then come back and just do tiny things at a bit. But then we have other people who just are on the game religiously. Like we own a fucking, we own a house. We have like, I think over a hundred million gills. So we're going to buy a mansion when the mansions come out. I'm telling you, you guys hop on the bus now. <laughs> Smooth sailing. Success. I, but I'm going to try to hop on and the bus is going to roll over me and yeah. continue on its merry way. I yeah, would not have on fun, I, and I don't know what I could have fun with playing with a bunch of power gamers who've been playing that game for years and have years of stuff. I mean, it's the like. there's nothing that I could contribute. There's nothing I could value. That is absolutely that not true. And even if I could, I would not enjoy like being carried and railroaded through you know the two years of content you guys have already done or i'm just throwing out a number but i think we might just be incompatible at this point you know you're you're too high level yeah well it happens i guess i mean it's the same with some of my friends especially in college like they would be really fucking good at like dota and i was in into dota for a spell i just could not play with them anymore they they were it's a different kind of good but like there, the skill gap was just so large that there was no way that we could play a game where I would have fun. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And the only way that I could be useful to them was playing a support role, which I never enjoyed playing in those games. So, you know, sometimes the gap does get too big. I think I even made yeah. I just play support in Final Fantasy fourteen, and I was still. I believe look, you were trying to be a white mage. Hmm. Yep. If I remember correctly, I don't really remember though. But it's crazy, man. I've changed so much in that game. I'm a fucking tank now. Practicing healing. And I've, I'm pretty sure I said it in a previous podcast. I fucking hate healing. Right. Yes. But it's, uh, it's just, now it's just normal to me. It's nice. It's nice and comfy when, uh, people aren't morons. I, I feel you. But, uh, off, off Final Fantasy. I've, cause that's all <laughs> I pretty much played. I started Ghost of Tsushima yesterday. And that is uh, you gonna play co-op good. with me? Yeah, dude. Legends I mean, of uh, Tsushima. Want to be that I guy don't with know. the bunny rabbit mask? I don't, I don't know about you, but I've so far I'm not an honorable samurai. I do a showdown with the first man. I kill him, and then I run around shooting people in the face with a bow. I absolutely do the same <laughs> thing, Greg. I, I'm. I mean, I'm. I'm like split down the middle. Uh, John disapproved of me when I when he was watching me, but. Oh. My bow is so upgraded. I just run through a camp and it's like a machine gun. I just headshot like everybody. Dude, very like one of the guys in the beginning you find, I think his name is like uh, Ishikawa. Yeah, mm-hmm. he, uh, he, you go on, a, you like go with him, and he's like, "Oh, we need to stop these guys." 
I just started, I literally ran into the group, shot everyone in the face, stand, stood off a dude, and he comes up to me and he's like, you fight different than your uncle. I don't think he he would approve of this. And I'm like, who the fuck are you, dude? You're a monster. Yeah, I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? Dude, I just saved these people. I don't think they would care, man. I think they're just happy to be alive. That's all right. Don't worry (laughs) about old man Ishikawa sensei. Yeah, so, uh... The Mongols don't fight with honor, all right? Dude. You gotta gotta do what you gotta do. It is, uh, yeah, dumb Mongols. I've just cut them down, dude. I just unlocked the water stance. That was, like, the last thing I did, which is, uh, pretty crazy. I love the water stance. That's the one with the the big kick, right? You send them flying away? Uh, I don't know. All I know is it does, like, a a four quick slash move, and it just destroys people with shields. Oh no! I'm sorry. That's yeah. That's the water stance. That's a good one. Yeah, that's one of my favorites. I got also. a I got a hot take about Ghost of Tsushima. Go mm-hmm. for it. It's it is absolutely a terrible and stupid decision to put multiplayer in that game, and I and I'll tell you why. Whoa. It's because it's called Ghost of Tsushima, which is singular. Oh. How am I supposed to get into the game when I, when I'm supposed to be that's believing good. that there's four ghosts? It's that's Ghost of Tsushima. I don't I think there's. Think are they supposed to? Are these actually the ghosts of Tsushima? I no. thought that was like your main character, and these are just four jabronis, four yeah, other these, jabronis. These so you're telling me I'm going to play name. Ghost of Tsushima with my friends, and I don't even get to be the Ghost of Tsushima? First <laughs> off, the, it's called. I think it's called Legends of Tsushima. It's not called Ghost of Tsushima. Well, it's it's fine. And anyway, uh, they actually scan your brain and see if you have a Fall Guys win. If you uh, play the multiplayer, so. <laughs> you can't play this podcast right now. <laughs> I'll stop this podcast right now. I thought about a way to fit that in, dude. I was like, how do I bring this up? Do I say just call out Fall uh, Guys immediately? Nah. <laughs> but that's I don't a have a win either. But I have, I have good. Excuses. Oh, you told me you had a win. No, 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 I didn't no, say he, I had a win. No, he said he didn't, yeah. Oh, then fuck off, Vito. You can't play either. Yeah, but I have like, I have like <laughs> one Greg, hour Stop, they're cutting the play. cables. They're cutting the cables. But yeah, that's all I've done. I'm, uh, I'm incredibly boring. On to the next guest. Oh, well, hang on a second, Greg. I just want to oh, comment. I've been enjoying, oh, we're I'm not enjoying done your you screenshot says, uh, Usada. Oh, Usada yeah, I'll, I'll talk about that a little bit, I guess. So, we've been playing VR chat. And uh, one of my new big things is I like to uh, – there's a selfie camera in the game. And my skin is a, of uh, Picora from VTubers. And I'm just, we just go to these crazy places and I just take selfies with people. Like it's I have – I have two folders. One uh, – let me see what they're called real quick. I have Picora's Road Trip and Picora's Wild Ride. The Wild Ride one is with all the uh, – we, excuse me. We were in a van, like a weed van, and we just found a bunch of drugs, and we just started like fucking with the nice. drugs and stuff. Yeah, and I, I saw that one. Is... That was the one with the scientist from Half Life. Was was <laughs> yeah, Doctor Coomer and a gorilla <laughs> with a giant weed nugget. Yep. But then uh, yesterday we played uh, some horror map, and it was like hours long, <laughs> and we just kept dying. Oh man, very fun. I'm very Kurt excited. Said you guys continue. needed me, and I wasn't there for you. We could have used you. B man was uh. He was helpful, but not that helpful. <laughs> Flask and Vito were too busy recording hours of footage to convince themselves that uh, that what they thought was increasing linearly was not increasing I cannot... linearly. 
Can I talk about something real quick we about them recording? Ourselves. We were proving something. So, Vito, I kind of wanted to keep quiet about this, but I told Noxel about it because it was really funny. Oh, no. You know when you came in, you were like, somebody say something? Somebody say oh, something? Oh, yeah! Did you, did you guys do that on purpose? I was, I was there, but I told them I was going to leave real quick. And right before I left, I just heard you join and kept going, somebody say something? <laughs> somebody say something? <laughs> Yeah, somebody say that, something. We and then he just left. I was the, like, "What the fuck did he do?" I we were messing with voice up. meter banana, and so like my audio is all fucked up, and Flask was too. So I just needed somebody to say something. I go in there, yeah. So somebody say something. Somebody say something. You guys went repeat, it, repeating it. I thought it, you guys were just, you don't just open up a YouTube video, dude. Like, well, I was trying specifically to test Discord audio. Yeah. Oh, okay. So Whenever I do that, I just I just mash the mute button over and over. Oh, okay. But yeah, basically, I heard I'll that. I'll do that next time, like, now that I know I can't rely on my friends. <laughs> no, yeah, I mean, just I was already on my way okay. out, like, the door. I didn't wasn't going to unmute my mic and be like, yeah, you're good. I was just like, I'm going to tell Flash Maxwell about this when I come back. We're testing uh, our ways to record stuff so hopefully we'll have some uh yeah we learned a lot video content coming soon we did we learned a lot me and nox will watch watch deep blue c3 while uh while you're doing that uh i love those movies because they're like just dumb monster movies i didn't know there was sequels yeah i mean i just (laughs) the reason i knew there was a third one was because i saw them putting the movie in at the red box at my job and i was like what Wait, don't load th- that in yet. I'll take that <laughs> one. Stop <laughs> right there. So we uh we found it, we watched it, and it was uh it was pretty crazy, dude. Cool. Smart sharks. Smart cool. sharks. Remember that. Okay, you anything okay, else? Smart sharks. No, that's it. Alright. Let's go ahead and move on over to Flask. What have you been doing the last couple of weeks? Uh well. First of all, um, I, there was a bit of news from last week that isn't really news anymore because anyone who cares probably knows about it. But um, there was an advertisement in a recent or upcoming One Piece magazine volume. Uh, or wait, it's upcoming for it's, it's for September. Um, where Shonen Jump teased that One Piece might be heading toward the final arc. Um, One Piece is a manga, by the way. Long-running manga, one of the most popular. Right, in the world. right. I've heard of it. Um, it was a TV show, right? On, uh... <clears throat> it was, yeah, sure. It was an anime. It is an anime. Um, I'm, I'm wrong by saying TV show. It's well, it's a thing. TV show, sure. Um, it's a sitcom, and the advertisement made reference to, um. Or sorry, the the magazine will focus on a theme of rereading the manga to prepare for the climax. So I mean, we've oh, like no. <laughs> this is probably honestly either false or just like wishful thinking. But the fact that it's like so official, maybe something. But um, even then, the final arc could last like years. We don't know. But this is definitely something I've been hoping for for years because I've been waiting to reread the whole thing again. Um, and I just want the damn thing. I like it would be great if it could just go on forever. Obviously, because it's been consistently good for its entire run. But nice. also, I, I personally am selfishly wanting it to end so I can actually reread the whole thing. Because I don't I'll tell you keep what, trying to catch up to it. 
I'll tell you what, one piece, more like one piece of, if you know what I'm saying. Yeah, no, one piece of great media. On. Yeah, go on and say it. Uh, That's one piece of good manga. Anyway, uh, so I just thought that was uh, interesting that it might be actually ending sometime. <laughs> yeah, maybe one day. Oh, go ahead, you. Man, I think like two decades now. I think That's around right. two decades. 1999. Yeah. Maybe maybe one day I'll guess pay somebody to reach inside my brain and get rid of that thing that makes me never interested in anime or manga at all to any degree. <laughs> and maybe after that day I'll I'll enjoy. Ah, uh, probably not. But I, I know I think it's a One Piece thing. deserves its spot as like I feel the top that, Andy. or one of the top. Uh, One Piece more than like a bunch of other like One Piece deserves being at the top more than like I don't know fucking Bleach or Naruto or anything else. Anyway, um, anyway, I just thought that was interesting. Let me ask you guys something. Do any of you uh, remote play to your uh, remote play your PC to other computers or devices? No. Yeah, um, no, Steam. Yes. Uh, what played... do you? Yakuza Zero, or I'm sorry, Yakuza Kiwami on my phone, or I tried to play on my phone. Okay, that's I'm not sure well. exact. Go on, sorry. Greg, did it? Did it work? Oh, uh, not really. I was gonna say <laughs> I can't imagine that working very well. Vito, what are you done? I might have misunderstood the question. I, I play my computer. I play computer games through my TV often, but that's via. HDMI cord. You literally okay, mean okay. remote play? Like Steam I mean remote play? Yeah. Uh, okay. What, um, what, nah. what are you spinning up to? What, what's, what's I'm not really spinning up to play? anything other than um, I've been recently like uh, trying different things and I cannot find, like I've tried Parsec, I've tried you know the Steam remote play uh, I, 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 nothing works. What are you trying like, to play through? What's the device that you're trying to play through? Uh, like even another computer it's it's it stutters, uh, and, and no, no or, settings you change will fix it. Change my computer. And it just makes you wonder if anyone had any experience where it actually worked. For them. are you in the, in the same house or remote? Yeah. Like, and I, I mean, I have two Steam Links. Like, I got the OG hardware for those. Oh, okay, so like, you have hardware for like Steam five. Links. Well, they were like they were selling them for like five bucks. Yeah. Uh, for a while, and I picked up two of them, and, and they work fine. Okay. And apparently, if you get uh, like the Android TV stuff, works about just as well um, as the Steam links do, or if not better. But yeah, yeah no, I, I feel the same thing. Like I, I've opened Steam on my laptop and tried to stream from my desktop, and it's it's not a great experience. So yeah, it seems it's like just, no I feel like change. they just haven't optimized it for the like the same things because the Steam links, I mean, they work. Okay. Uh, it's not perfect for everything, but isn't um, isn't the uh, device like obsolete now? Isn't isn't it now? Yeah, like, you can't buy it an anymore. app. Yeah, but it's like <laughs> right. they have a Steam Link app that does the same thing. I believe I actually have it on my phone because yeah, you I can, wanted you can to... do it on your phone. But I mean, I've I've had the that's phone a... one is is I've had limited success with that one. It's not I was going to say that's what I used the, the Steam Link on the phone, and it did. It was not. I mean, it worked, but it didn't work that great. Yeah, my well, that's my bad. only experience with it has been at a friend's house, and uh, there we we use Steam Link sometimes to play on the TV, and it works pretty well. But 
I don't know of anything else other than the Steam Link, which is a product you can't get anymore that works yeah. as well. Yeah, okay. I think the, surely there the, has to be something. The Shield TV is basically, from what I've heard, is the recommended product if you want to still do that. Right. I have heard that. Hmm. Okay. All I really it's want expensive. is just to like, yeah, it is. So it's like a you have to. It's like an investment that you have to make. Yeah. Yeah. Um, instead of it just being easy, I just I just want to be able to play in a more comfortable spot in my house, basically, like on a different TV. Sure. Uh, sure. But I haven't found anything so far, so I just wanted to ask. But dude, um, I use a really long a HDMI cord. Oh, yeah. I use a third, like a thirty foot HDMI cord. I'm serious. That I was, can do that. I, I went just... through the same thing. I was trying to figure out how to play games through different devices in my house, and I think I tried. I think I might have tried the Steam Link. I tried the Steam Link app. And ended up just being a, a big ass HDMI cord. It works just fine. It works great, actually. I mean, that would I just that recently, is solution. I just recently tried to get a. I wanted to play one of the Game Pass games over the Steam Link, and that mm-hmm. just like I just could not get Steam to work correctly to let uh, me do that with that. Well, yeah, mm-hmm. I could see that not working. So I just want convenience. Yeah, I, you know, I'm so I'm accustomed to convenience. <laughs> maybe yeah. one of our listeners could could help you yeah right into broken campfire gmail.com with your solution and i have well, tried our listeners second. did help them Sutton was the only one with first-hand experience that's true that's true thank you Sutton, our listener yeah <laughs> that's only one of them uh i'm sorry uh the one game of the aside from like you know fall guys or whatever that i've been playing recently is um i played the um the, the I, pl- I played the doom reboot Doom 2016, around when it came out. Um, for whatever reason, just recently, I decided to like hop back on the Doom train. Oh hell yeah, dude! Yeah. So oh, I played what, what, Doom three. No, uh, why? Course. Come on, dude! Why do you gotta <laughs> be you? He can't. He can't play Doom 2016 yet, dude. He's not. He's no. not finished Doom three. But it's not even like. I mean, yeah, it's no, the I same franchise, you, I, but it's I've not played the Doom same. 2016. And then he has to watch the movies loosely based on Doom Three. Right, starring you gotta watch the movie with with the Rock. Yeah, yeah. and movie. the new one they made, the terrible one. Oh, God, I didn't wait, even are know you that one. okay? So you're you're memeing, or you you played Doom Three, or you played Doom Twenty Sixteen? I've been playing Doom. Th- I, I mean, I played Doom Twenty Sixteen when it came out, but, but I've now you're been playing, playing Doom Three just recently. Yeah. Okay. You know what though? That's not. Before. I don't think that's a bad game. I had a lot of fun playing that, even though it's yeah, uh, I, like very not Doom like. Well, in in comparison to the rest of the games in the franchise, yeah, yeah, um, yeah it's more specifically of a I'm playing the game. the BFG edition, which is the remaster that came out in 2012. Um, the things that people don't like, or sorry, I should say, back in the day, like I would read gaming magazines and I saw people being like, "This is not, it's not Doom," you know, it's its own thing. And I think time has been kinder to it because people have stopped. People know that, so they know to expect that it's not Doom, or it's its own thing. It's more survival. Yeah, and, and they've since released great Doom games. Uh, I guess yes. it's okay that there was a little uh, sidestepping. Yes, so I think it has I, its I place. Didn't, yeah, when I played Doom 3, I didn't have any special reverence for Doom the series, and I enjoyed Doom 3 just fine, but I was a dumb kid at the time. Right. So the hardcore gamers at the time were like, this isn't what we wanted. Right, right. Um, things people don't like about the BFG edition in particular are, or were, that like the weapon switching, you couldn't do it right or something. 
and like the lighting and shadows were off compared to the original, which was very shadow focused. You know, the shadows were a big deal about Doom oh, yeah. 3. Um, and the flashlight mechanic, they changed it so that like the flashlight goes from a thing you can equip uh, oh, in no. place of your gun to being shoulder mounted. So it's shoulder mounted in the remake. The I remake think a so. big part of that game was that you had to switch from your flashlight to your weapon, which was mm. cumbersome, but it was like it, it made things scary. So I feel like getting rid of that kind of takes away a lot of the fun. Okay. What you- okay. That, I've, I've heard both. I've heard uh, both people saying that like it takes away from the experience and also people saying all the people back when it came out were like, this this flashlight switching mechanic sucks. I want why can't it just be sword mounted? Um, but apparently now most of the consensus is like it should have just been left as it was, where you had to switch to it. Right. Um, right. But I tried. I tried to pull up um, the original Doom Three. I tried to look at what it looks like. Yeah. No. <laughs> there's no. There's. I can't go back. It's. It's way. Can't go back that far. Way worse. Yeah. It's way worse than uh, I would like what to watch you, looks uh, like. stream that game. I had fun with that. Game. I, I think I stumbled a little. Bit I was left a little kid, it, so and could, it, that shit kind of scared me. I remember that. I could stream the last part if you want. Um, sure. but yeah, it's kind of a you know surprisingly fun actually. It's it's kind of a sci-fi corridor shooter gallery. It's very shadowy sort of uh, at- atmosphere. It's like reminiscent of what Dead Space would do a few years later. Sure. Um. But it's like it's uncomplicated, and it's it's not anywhere near the frenetic gameplay loop of like 2016, or even the original. But it's more. I think it's more solid than a lot of shooters, um, in the way that it like curates the enemy encounters to challenge you. Like I always mm-hmm. feel like it's doing exactly what it should be in throwing things at me in areas. Have you ever heard of um, the game Martian Gothic? Mm, I'm not sure. I don't. It doesn't immediately that's ring a bell. That's a funny. I just title. heard of it like this week. Um, but it's a uh, two. It's like from the year 2000. It's um, I think kind of inspired in the vein of Resident Evil. Um, I it's been, it was described to me as the thing on Mars, <clears throat> and uh, hmm. a lot of the ideas in that game probably seeded into Dead Space. It was like what Dead Space would have looked like in the year 2000. Uh, something about <laughs> you talking about Doom 3 brought it to mind, but I want to check that game out at some point, Martian Gothic. Okay. As a single-player game on what? On the PC? I don't know what system it was on. Um, mm. It might have been like a PS2 game or something. That's also right in the era that I love the, the janky aesthetic of. So. <laughs> yeah, and I think I it probably is very jank. I mean, I think there's a reason why we don't we we've never heard of it. But. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. <clears throat> oh, it's original PlayStation. Original PlayStation. Oh, okay. wow. Nice. But also, also PC. Okay. Flask, are you gonna follow this through and play up to Doom Eternal? Oh yeah, I am eventually gonna play Eternal. Yes. Cool. Doom uh, Eternal was one of my favorite games of uh, recent. So you see, uh, we'll see more on vaguely horror, scary, spooky games. Uh, right before we started recording, I saw that Resident Evil 7 is coming to Game Pass. That'll be cool. Oh, neat. Ooh. Oh, hell yeah. I've never played I it. Mean, I mean, I, I own it. It's, Wait. it's great. Oh, it's a fun okay. game. Well, I played, like, the first hour of it. And that, that you're you're oh, going to love it. <clears throat> Probably. Yeah, it's yeah. good. And... What else well, that's got, it for folks? me. 
Okay, that's it? Okay. Yep. Let's go ahead and move on then to the new guy, Sutton. Hey, that's me. You've been playing it's Microsoft Flight Simulator at the very least, right? Well, yeah. I mean, it came out, I guess, technically today. But if you <laughs> uh, just change the clock on your computer, it would. It came out yesterday. It's amazing that that works. Well, they might get it tomorrow, this episode. <laughs> oh, okay. Well. All right. Uh, I told you guys I didn't out, want to mess uh, with the uh, time travel in this podcast. Tuesday, August 18th. But I was playing it on... Monday, August seventeenth. Oh, thank you. Um, yeah, no, it, it's. I, I'm not sure if it's something that I'm gonna like. Be super into for a long time because it, I mean it's very impressive. Flying, flying is cool, and it's fun, but uh, I think it, it's really hard. To get into like the advanced features of it like they have a whole simulator for an actual flight computer in it and if you don't know how to use the flight like i was literally it's like i want to know how to view the gps coordinates and like program them and i had to look up an actual manual for a flight computer to do that <laughs> oh. wow and I'm, I'm not sure that i'm ready to commit to that so you're, um, you're also playing probably on with an xbox controller i assume yo it, it's it, you have you have to have a flight sticker controller there's no option yeah, I've uh, heard the a keyboard, controller works okay, but the flight stick is really the way to go. The keyboard is unplayable, like 100% unplayable if you wanted to do mouse and keyboard only. Um, I tried that at first, and like it, it just it just doesn't work because it uses the the 10 key number pad as your as your joystick. Oh so my like, god! And like your left hand is supposed to be like interfacing with the controls and stuff, and your right hand is supposed to be like using like you know two, four, eight, and six to to fly the plane, and the controls are really slow too. It it was weird, and and I didn't like it, and I immediately went and grabbed my Xbox controller. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but I, it's fine. The default sensitivity is way too high, so um. I had to turn it down a ton because I was I was like rolling the plane by just like looking at my controller funny, and then I also you know I have a my Xbox controller's got a little bit of stick drift because you know what controller what 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 game company can make a controller that doesn't have that nowadays? Of course, um, sure. Uh, so you know I had to tune that and everything, but it, I mean it's a lot of fun. It's it's really cool, like one hundred percent, very much worth your time if you have Game Pass to like install it and and fly around. I yeah, mean, um, you, were you like into so, planes and flying planes and stuff, or you just pick this game up randomly? Because I'm, uh, I'm no I mean, like flight enthusiast. Like, should I, I try it out? I it's it's really just it's fun to fly around places. Like, I'm not like a super big piloty kind of sim person. Like, I played flight the whatever I don't know whatever flight sim was around in like the early 2000s was the last flight sim I played. It's it's and like I've I've gone up in a small plane before because a friend of a friend is a, a flight instructor, but um, but that's about it. Like it's not like I'm super into flying or anything. But yeah, I just wanted to. It just seems really cool. Like when I saw the ads for it, I saw it. Well, they dropped it at E3 last year in 2019, and I saw it and I was like, wow, that looks really fun because you can you can literally fly anywhere in the world. Yeah, I was gonna say I don't think <clears throat> in case people have been living under a rock. To make it explicit, the the really cool thing about Microsoft Flight Simulator is that it uses uh, what is it called Azure AI um, to take real world mapping data and model it into uh, a, a place that you can fly around in. So you can go That's anywhere so awesome. in the world. 
Like I, I landed a plane on my high school's football field yesterday, like <laughs> just because I wanted to try. I was like, uh, yeah, sure. That sounds like fun. It took me like eight tries because I kept crashing the plane, yeah. but uh, it was it was fun. You know, it's kind of cool. And you can fly over your hometown. You can fly over a place you've never been before. And, you know, if you actually fly the plane low enough to the ground, you're like, OK, well, these look like very obviously not not real. not real. Yeah. Kind of but like, oh, like I, I was going to ask what level of detail we're talking about. If you here. get if you're if you're a thousand feet in the air, it's it's like looks it looks good. It's like, kind of like uh, making a flight sim out of Google Earth, right? Basically, yeah. Gotcha. Uh, but I mean, yeah, you took so you took the... like an aerial tour of our undergrad. That was really cool. Like right before you were yeah. recording, or right before we started recording here, you uh, took an aerial tour of my apartment. I mean, yeah, I crashed a plane your into your apartment. Yes. No, I didn't actually crash it. No, but, uh, no, you came awfully close. Yeah, me, me the, uh, I guess we just broke the fourth wall here. Uh, I, Me, the random listener, knows where you live. Oh, fuck, uh, I, I forgot about <laughs> How'd you get that information? Uh, That's uh, creepy. You're a stalker, sorry, man. <laughs> <laughs> Oops. I'm glad you uh, didn't use that information, Flash, you're supposed though, to keep my bits in line. Podcast. Yeah, you can sorry. edit that out, right? Um, no, uh, uh, we should just restart, actually. Let's just take oh, some okay. time. Yeah. But no, no, I actually, I, I did like, I, I installed it. Um, and the first thing I did was I re- recorded, uh, like me just flying a lap around my undergrad and I posted it on the subreddit for them and just everybody just they dug it. Everybody loved watching it. Oh yeah, dude. <laughs> it was like, it's cool. It, yeah. It was just, it's really cool. Like you can just, you can see anything. And the th- the problem, the biggest problem with it is that you need a good computer to run it. Um, like I, I guess my, I don't have the nicest computer. I'm running. I think you like have a, a relatively good computer, like better than. I'm average. running a an overclocked 3770, so I'm a little dated on the processor. Mm, I see, yeah. Um, and a 1060, uh, and it can run the game on like medium low settings, um, at like 900p. Um, so it's not fantastic in terms of resolution what's well, rendering sure. the whole uh, and earth so. I, I was reading some reviews of it and, and people are saying that like it's um if you want to to like even with like a 2080 and a 9900k you're still only getting 30 frames per second at uh max res oh wow um, at 1080p um no it might have been 1440 i don't know but it's it's, it's pretty chunky. slow and like people are saying that like the the data download in the background because it has like it gets live flight patterns from real planes that are currently in the air, and you can see them on the map and they're actually flying around, which is super cool. Um, so and, I'm going and, on a flight if, on Sunday. Could you follow follow me in that flight? I could I could I could follow you on that flight, or I could literally smash into it. <laughs> I could decide to fly the plane that you're on. That's cool. Um. But the thing is, like, they say that the pe- the article I was reading earlier says that if you turn that feature off, you get, like, 10 frames per second better. Like, oh, so, wow. so, so, um, it yeah, sounds very so, CPU heavy. I think that there's still a lot of optimizations left to do. Sure. But, I mean, I- I'm not sure that I would drop 60 bucks on it. But um, it's on Game Pass, I think, right? But it's on, it's on Game Pass. If you've got Game I'll Pass, probably 100%. I'll take a look at it. Definitely. Uh, 100%, like, just fly around and it's it's definitely not for everyone like in the tutorial mm-hmm. part of the tutorial is like on 
navigation, like how to fly a plane from point A to point B <laughs> seems reasonable. And then you have to sit in the plane and wait five minutes while you are literally just sitting in a plane going from point A to point B. <laughs> gameplay. Like, <laughs> gameplay. Uh, so, um, after you mentioned it was on Game Pass, I took a glance at the Game Pass store. Uh, the top review, one out of five. Must buy. Fun game. You need joystick. Anything else is pointless. One out of five. Yeah. <laughs> he calls it a must buy. One out of five. <laughs> Oh, oh! Also, the the initial user experience is god awful. Uh, is it? It, you download it, and then as soon as you're done downloading it, it's like, okay, we have another hundred gig patch for you to download oh when you god. launch the game um, the first time. Well, that's the Earth. Classic well, game pass. zero dawn and, to die. And like, it's it's like a it's a compressed download too, so it's not like a hundred gigs of whatever your your actual internet speed is. Like, it downloads a little bit at a time, and then decompresses it, downloads more, and so. It took me three hours to download that 100 gigs, where, like, normally that would take probably closer to an hour for me. Were you, were you installing um, it on a hard drive or a solid state? Just solid state. Wow. It would yeah, take me all I'm, day on my external hard drive via yeah. USB 2.0 to, to get that yeah, decompressed. No, it's, it's, so, so if you want to play it and you've got Game Pass, I don't know what it's like if you get it on the Steam store, but... um. If you get it on Game Pass, you got to download it, then you got to launch it, and then there's like a huge other download that you got to do. Start yesterday. Um, and the load times are awful. So when you're in the plane, it's fine as soon as you load in. Um, but it's 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 the the initial load time, like when you first start the game on my machine, at least. I and mean, if you've got like a ten nine hundred K or whatever, whatever the AMD processor is that people have, then I'm sure it's a lot faster. But for me, on my my ten year old processor, it's not ten; it's like six year old processor here. Uh, it's pretty slow. Uh, mm. I it's like it's 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 launch the game, you know, go go grab a snack kind of territory here. Uh, um. Especially, and then also like when you're when you're loading into a new location, it has to actually download all of the data because it doesn't store everything on your local disk. So like while you're flying, if you fly to a new area, it's got to stop and load. Or no, no, no. While you're flying, it's seamless, oh, but okay, it's just cool. the initial thing. Like if I right now were to load up the game, I would not be able to start flying until it's like um, Grand Theft Auto 4. ten minutes from now. On the PC, load like it would, yeah. like, I, it would Something take me from like. from me launching the game to being in a plane. It would take me a minimum of ten minutes. That, from that, right now, um, the the only other really curiosity I have about that game, um, it, in a commercial, well, you know, it takes me hour hour and a half to fly from Indianapolis to Baltimore. Would it take you an hour an hour and a half real life time to uh, fly that same pattern? Fly that same. So, pattern? so Andy. Right now, there is a guy streaming a 16-hour flight from L.A. to Dubai. <laughs> oh, my what? God. So, yes. Wow. Uh, so, so I actually I haven't looked into this thoroughly because there's not like a – it's brand new, so you can't just Google something like that. Sure. Uh, flight Simulator X, which was the most recent one that came out before this one, you could go into the menu and turn up the simulation speed. I see. And so I, you, you I just, could probably get there in like ten minutes if you really want. And to. I, I just legitimately have not looked into it for the new one because I've just been, I've been flying in like Cessnas, like tiny little two seater planes, like yeah, looking sure. at places, like because if you're flying like a seven forty seven or like a jetliner, you can't fly thirty miles per hour and slowly like coast around a neighborhood. Uh, yeah. So, 
Um, and that's really what that's really what I've been having fun doing is just like going in a tiny plane and and looking at places like if you wanted to like you could go to New York and just like fly between buildings in a tiny Cessna um, and, and like see New York and there's that's like cool. simulated cars on the ground and stuff. Uh, I was streaming in Discord for some other friends earlier and I just like flew around my friend's house and just like, yeah, that's that's your house. Like, that's where you are right now. And he, he kept saying, like, I feel like I really want to go outside right now. Look up and see the plane that you're in. <laughs> like, he, he literally was just like, I like I just like I have the urge to go look for the plane that you're currently flying over me. And then I was like, wait, you're not actually in a plane flying over me. So <laughs> that he uh, knows of. That yeah yeah that was me and Andy that I actually I I actually f- almost flew over crashed into your, your yes. apartment earlier. Yeah, we would not be recording right now, so thanks for not doing that. Well, yeah, actually, thanks, man. Actually, I think you guys would be recording, but I would be. Yeah. Sun Sun would take over. I would have been here. Yeah. Oh okay. He uh, he killed me, no, so he gets my title. I would have uh, deep faked Andy's voice. Um, <laughs> That's uh super neat. I, I could see myself playing it for a little bit and then probably yeah. check out your hometown, your stomping grounds. Just, yeah, over messing like, around like, and not really picking yeah. it up again. But I really, really respect what they did. And it's got full multiplayer support too. So like if you and your friends want to fly like, you know, like a bunch of planes at the same time in the same area and do like aerial dude, stunts and dude, stuff. tricks. Totally we, can. We start a... Yeah, totally blue can. angels. Uh, under, yeah, uh, we're not doing War Thunder. <laughs> shit broken again. campfire, blue angels. <laughs> so yeah, no, it, it's 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 like a like from like a technical perspective, it's super cool. There's a few things that you know I really hope, and I, I one of my other friends was saying uh, that he really wants to be able to like get higher res maps of certain places, and he said that you know I think that this is a common thing like. Let's say I really want to like really enjoy flying around a certain location and uh, I could pay five bucks to get like the super high res where somebody personally catted out all the 3D yeah. buildings in this place and, and textured them. Like he's like, yeah, like I'd pay five, 10, 15 bucks just so that I could get a high res view of a certain location that was hand on. Sure. Um, instead of just recreated from satellite imagery. Man, but yeah, if they so introduced that like apropos of nothing and just said you can pay for better you know higher res areas people would be like what they're just yeah. like milking the people who care enough to do that yeah i think it, it uh, seems I, like it seems like from a from like a global perspective it seems kind of iffy but i mean if they had like a some like if, if maybe because the deluxe edition of this game is 240 dollars <laughs> so maybe it's something that they would li- lock to that game what the hell is included in the deluxe edition of an airplane there's so they did do that. Like it literally, there's certain airports, like all, the, all, like every airport in the world, even if it's like a dirt airstrip, um, or I mean, I guess not, maybe not in the world, but at least in the U.S., uh, is an airport you can land at, fly, fly out of, whatever. Um, even if it's just like a, you know, a crop duster airstrip in the middle of Indiana, kind of thing. Right. Um, but the there are certain airports where they went through and hand did the 3d models and everything for that airport so it is 100 accurate instead of recreated from just some data and satellite imagery and, and it's not an insignificant number i understand i think actually yeah. there's, there's thousands or even tens of thousands of hand modeled airports in that game from what i you know i was reading some stuff about it beforehand but there are certain major airports um that were like 
that if you don't have the deluxe edition, you just get the auto-generated version instead of oh, the handcrafted version. Mm. And these are like some big airports. Like, like I don't remember the exact list, but it'd be something. It's maybe not an O'Hare. I think O'Hare, I would assume, is in the main. I, I could be wrong, but I would assume that's in the main game. But like, it would be something like maybe something a little bit smaller. Like, let's say Indianapolis Airport, right? Sure. It's like a medium-sized airport. But it might be big enough that it's worth them to model. But you have to have the deluxe edition if you want to be able to get the fully crafted version of it. Um, and so it's and there's also some certain planes that are locked behind the um, the deluxe edition of the game. So like the base mm. game has a lot of planes in it. There's, but like if you want to fly like some very specific plane, uh, you might have to get the deluxe edition, which is two hundred forty dollars. It's a lot of money. Yeah, that's but, pricey. But if you That's... think about it, like 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 truck simulator games, like the to- or or train simulator, like those games, the total cost all in, if you wanted to be able to drive all the trains, is on that same tier, and people buy it. Sure. So, sure. Yeah, I, that's I, fine. You know, I, I, the only reason I even kind of scoff at it a little bit, uh, you know, it's a high price, but these games are made for like a specific person. Yeah. Enthusiast. No one's gonna like, get this... tricked into buying a two hundred forty dollar deluxe edition. Yeah, it's, it's, they're made for the person who's going to drop a thousand dollars on their flight sim set, like their flight yeah, sticks for and the control enthusiasts. surfaces yeah, exactly, and everything, yeah. right? Um, like I, I, I mean, I've seen setups, like pictures of setups from older flight sim games where people like set up, you know, like six monitors that like span the display yeah. and everything, and they've got like yeah. this, like you know, motion control cockpit, and you know, people get really into this, and it's, that's not me, but sounds you know, like Microsoft Flight Simulator it. is like you know it's a no-brainer if you were that kind of person there's no way you're not going to get that game and probably spend a lot of money on it oh yeah like you're you you already bought you pre-ordered the deluxe edition a year ago right like um it's cool cool yeah Uh, the sales of the uh deluxe edition are all going to the losses generated from game pass anyway so i'll I'll stand (laughs) yeah yeah but the thing is that game pass can bring a lot of people into the game that would scoff at the $60 price point like 60 bucks so I could sit in a plane for five minutes flying from Sedona to you know uh Flagstaff like that's mm-hmm. the tutorial uh like there's people that would be like yeah no I, that's not 60 bucks for me um but you know if it's in game pass they'll 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 get in there they'll fly around a bit they'll go see the sites sure and so that's a that's a I guess they don't get the full price they would get from a $60 sale but they they get more than they would from somebody saying okay well it looks cool but that's not for me sure sure so that's where I that's where I am uh you know if you like flying if you like planes oh go ahead pick it up if you like flying if you like planes pick it up but if you have game pass definitely recommend at least trying it um uh turn down resolution scale like i'm running running at 50 percent resolution scaling to get good frames but it's not it doesn't take away from the experience experience sure. too much i'm kind of curious to see since you're not as you said like a major flight sim guy i'm kind of curious to see in a couple of weeks if you're still picking it up and exploring or if you've already bounced off of it and i think you know either option would be would be fine because you're not ultimately the target for this game yeah but it sounds like of all the flight sims that they've ever been, this game has the best chance of capturing a general audience. I mean, For being sure. on Game Pass and then having the appeal of seeing your hometown and all that. So yeah, it sounds I mean, pretty if cool. You, if you were to come back to me in a month, it'll—I well, guess not in a month—in a month and a week, I'll be playing Baldur's Gate. So 
Oh, yeah, yeah. I think my uncle was one of those flight sim guys, if I remember correctly. Like, I remember him having a stick and buying the new ones when they came out. Sure. he's still into those. All right, well, uh, other than flight sim, son, you went up to anything else? Shows, movies, stuff that's making you happy that you want to bring out to the crown? Uh, nothing too crazy. Just, uh, working through, uh, finally picked up the, started playing the Outer Worlds. So, you know. I was going to ask you about that. Little behind the behind the curve on that one, but yeah, I saw um, at the Xbox game thing they showed that they're gonna have a, the new DLC for it. I was like, hey, the perils of Gordon. Never, never played that game in the first place, uh, so I, I uh, gave that gave that one. And I'm having a good time in that. You know, it's always fun to have a shoot 'em up RPG kind of game. So yeah, you, you ought to listen uh, to. I know you already have, but I think episode six or seven of the podcast. Uh, four or five of us had completed the Outer Worlds around the same time, and we did a whole deep dive into what we thought about it. Yeah, you'll actually be obligated to do that, so just letting you know. Well, <laughs> as your biggest fan, I've already yeah. done it, but right. uh, for Again, anybody yes. in the audience who hasn't. Right. Yeah. So. Cool, cool. And then, you know, we gave we, we gave Grounded a try. Um, <laughs> and, uh, oh, man. Speaking it, of uh, resolution it, it, uh, scaling. So yeah, speaking <laughs> of resolution scaling, I had to turn that down there too. Um, uh, yeah, but uh, single player was fun. It worked fine for me. Multiplayer, uh, I crashed about every ten minutes or less. Yeah. More like. Um, <laughs> so the last podcast we recorded, we talked a lot about grounded, and Flask and I had pretty much nothing but positive things to say. And I don't think that that's changed. Like I still have mostly positive things to say about the game, but. Just want to comment that we recorded that podcast after Flask and I had played like six hours of the game with almost none of the typical early access jank you would expect. And yes. then the day after the podcast, we got Sutton, we got John together, and we tried to play the game for like two or three hours. And it was an uphill battle in quicksand the whole time to keep the yeah. game running, to do anything like dozens of crashes. Yeah, Dozens no, I of got, crashes. I got tired. Like, this is my first experience with the game, just joining their multiplayer game, which maybe not the best choice because I joined into a pretty late game, while having never played it before. But uh, sure. it made it was way worse when uh, you kept crashing every every few minutes. So <laughs> yeah, and worse. then sometimes Flask would crash and then rejoin, and he would have none of his stuff, and we would have to reload <laughs> five minutes earlier to get his stuff back. I mean. That's not knocking the game. It's just, you know, it's an early access game. So you got to be willing to handle the jank when it comes up. Yeah. 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 I don't know. I'm, I'm not, I'm assuming they're going to fix a lot of it. And there's also a good chance for me, you know, I've got a, like I said earlier, overclocked seven year old used processor. So, oh, sure. Um, sure. I'm not, not exactly the uh, the the ideal setup. The, you know the ideal setup that they're testing against when they're you know doing it in their you know pre-release testing. So sure. Um, I think you were saying, Damon, that like you're glad we got that first experience because if we had gotten this experience as our first impression of the game, we would have been it would have been done. I would have uninstalled it until yeah. I would have I would have I, I you know I'm a, I'm smart enough to realize that it's because of early access and I would have. I hope not blame the game too harshly, but sure. I absolutely would have uninstalled it for several months until there was more content and it was fixed. It wouldn't have been nearly the same level of right. positivity yeah. that we had. I Enthusiasm, mean, yeah. It, 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 at the end of the day, it's an Obsidian game, and I mean, Outer Worlds is a ton of fun. 
uh and you know you go back new vegas is a ton of fun so yeah you're an obsidian fan you know you know they're gonna make good games you, so you know you, you know that it's it's going to be like there's going to be something there that's worth playing for sure but i I think is this the first obsidian game that's actually done early access probably Uh, did outer worlds have early access i don't know i do not i don't think Uh, and i don't think either of the pillars games did either no it didn't because i i had a kickstarter pillars of eternity and yeah no that this this is their first early access game and it's also being worked on by their smallest team uh, that obsidian's ever had I think it's 12 to 14 people working on the team. Their smallest team. <laughs> uh, actually, I don't get it. Moving uh, on. Okay. You're, you're small. Oh, right. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Cool. I mean, I, I think that's actually, I mean, I feel like that's a good turn for, for a studio that's done a ton of open world games that, I mean, maybe it wasn't their fault with New Vegas, but, you know, because of the engine, but, you know, huge open world games. <laughs> I, I see what you're saying. Yeah notorious for having just ridiculous bugs or occasional like somewhat rare but like you have to load back you know several saves to fix bugs and stuff like that um so i think i think that doing an early uh, like a I, I wish that it was like a more public beta free thing instead of a paid thing i mean i guess i didn't pay for it because game pass but right right um i guess i, I mean i did pay for it but uh, not as much as a full game Sure. In a sense. Uh, you know, some might say that Grounded is their buggiest game yet. <laughs> I'm sorry, oh, I couldn't help boy. it. Oh, <laughs> boy. All right, son, if that's all I you know, got. There's a, there's a lot of rad rich, rad roaches in New Vegas. <laughs> that's true. Oh, that's true. We'll go ahead and move on but, to... Uh, yeah, no, that's that's what I got. I mean, uh, right, maybe cool. we'll throw, throw a bit more in the news section on uh, Baldur's Gate. But, uh, oh, yeah, I don't have that in the news, but it should be in the news. Um We'll get there. Did you before I move on, just so I can prepare for later? Did you watch the Baldur's Gate stream today, Sutton? I I was uh, in a meeting while while it was going on, so I didn't catch it. But uh, okay, okay, I, cool. I did read the summary of it. I saw. Okay. I watched all the other gameplay. I watched all the other gameplay since like prior. So, all right, cool. Let's let's uh, get to that a little bit later on. I just want to make sure we had some informed folks for that. I'm uh so yeah my my turn on the round table. I don't have a whole lot to discuss, just a uh, couple of shows and movies. I haven't been playing a whole lot of games in the last week or so. Um, I watched most, well, actually pretty much all of the fir- first two seasons of The Umbrella Academy on Netflix recently. And I don't really want to talk about that show all that much. <laughs> You've been talking about it. So yeah, I've been talking about it, and like to describe the full extent of what annoys me would require... Going down into massive spoilers, and I don't really want to do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But generally speaking, um, the it's based on a comic book series of the same name that is co-written by Jared Gerard Way from My Chemical Romance, <laughs> and the guy <laughs> who's adapting it is the guy who um, wrote the Fantastic Four, and the guy who adapted death note into a netflix movie (laughs) so uh what i'm getting at is the show has so many cool ideas and so many cool scenes here and there and so like this wacky fun atmosphere and the writing just cannot keep up with the cool ideas that i assume it's taking from the comics it's just really honestly it's really bad writing 
really lost potential on all the cool powers always being underutilized by every character and it's each season feels like it has about five maybe six episodes of stuff to say with the 10 episode season there's just so much padding of like character drama that doesn't feel real feels forced and even in season two we we see them rehashing a lot of the same character drama that we saw in season one and you, you just can't you know did netflix tell them like they had to make padding. a 10 episode show you know what i mean I, I don't know um probably john john i think he's going to talk about it next week and he might have a more positive opinion and what he says about it uh what he told me about it is that you know he wouldn't recommend it to the high praise anybody but it's a good show to have in the background I absolutely agree with that. I think it's a very fun show, though it does try to be more dour than it has the writing chops to handle. <laughs> um, it's a good background show. So if you're looking for something superhero fun in the background, I recommend it. Uh, the best superhero show right now, obviously, is The Boys. But if we're talking about Netflix originals, I <laughs> even with that 6 to 7 out of 10 review I just gave it, I still think it's the best Netflix original show. Or ne- best best Netflix original superhero show that's ever been done, including all the Marvel stuff. Um, I but I did not like that stuff at all. Yeah, me neither, really. Other than that, I wanted to bring up a movie that we all watched together that Flask has mentioned on this podcast before. I really, really enjoyed One Cut from the Dead oh, or One yeah. Cut of the Dead. Yes, one yeah, cut one, cut, one Cut of the Dead. Ah. Uh, it's a shame that Vito didn't understand the movie. But... <laughs> Just stop ragging on Vito. I, I understand the movie. <laughs> I, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. But uh, yeah, no. If if you are at all into zombie stuff and you can stomach watching a foreign film with subtitles and all that, watch the whole movie. Don't look up anything about it uh, and stick with it past the first 30 minutes. Stick with it. it even though you, you might think that it's just a bad movie for the first 30 minutes. It's 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 twisted that it's not. That's right. Well, <laughs> the twist is that it's actually a good what, movie. What a twist. <laughs> <laughs> Hearing Vito describe this movie pisses me off. But, uh, <laughs> but just basically echoing my sentiment from when I described it before, is, which is just, you got to stick with it. It goes places. Right. It goes to places and like Flash said before, I, I I do think that anyone, certainly in, in our friend group, would enjoy it. Um, so presumably, if you're a listener to this podcast, you you probably don't mind hearing us talk about stuff. I, uh, it's a incredibly high recommend. It's one of the best movies that I've ever seen that I'd never heard of before I'd seen it. You I'm glad you liked it so much. I really am. And I'm yeah. going to uh, go ahead and... Uh... Just say that it's 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 a good movie. I won't Peter say it's incredibly it. high recommend it. for me. So I'm sure the answer is in between the two of us, but I thought it was okay. Uh, I I think there's clearly one of us who's right. Vito was um, secretly praising him more than this when he after he watched the movie. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I mean I, I enjoyed it. Uh, I wouldn't say it's like amazing. It was good. It's it did fun things. At the very it's, least, it's. And technically impressive and very clever. Yes. Even if you don't think it's amazing, Definitely. you, you got to admit it, it's clever and technically impressive. And for that alone, that, that that would motivate a lot of people to watch it. Absolutely. And it does something that uh, I've never really seen a movie uh, tackle before. So that was cool. Sure. But yeah, uh, yeah, no, I think that's about it for me, if, as no, far as I can recall. Uh, that 
takes us out of the roundtable, boys. I think we before we uh, started recording, we said, oh, man, we don't have a whole lot to talk about. But now we're already at over an hour yeah. runtime. <laughs> so why don't we go ahead Jeez. and head to a break before we jump into all this Halo and Epic and all that news. All this wow. Epic news. Am I right? <laughs> no. Let's take a bite out of it. Office when we're done with this. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, is he gonna like what he what he hears? I'm gonna Plask, go to the office. I'm, I'm gonna need you to come with me as well. I'm, I'm gonna go to the office. And Greg's gonna be like, Andy, that bit of yours, fucking fantastic. We're gonna Gold give star. you a raise. <laughs> Andy, you told me to stop looking on Twitter. You need to stop going on Google for your jokes. All right. The audience is telling me to stop. You need to stop. But yeah, if you Google fun podcast jokes, you get a lot of stuff. So we're doing a uh, mock trial, uh, Epic versus Apple, right? Yeah, and we're doing it in song. <laughs> awesome. Perfect. 1984, 9. <laughs> 20%. <laughs> 30% is too much. iOS has two distinct points in which it constrains the market. Hamilton, Hamilton. <laughs> <laughs> I am not throwing away my Fortnite. Ten percent. Not not throwing away on real engine. I am not throwing away on real engine. I mean that's pay the for real it, story. pay for it. Son, they want to charge a 30% tax on every transaction. I'm not your son. <laughs> son, they have a 1.5 billion user. Mar I'm not your son. <laughs> it's the 10 lawsuit commandments. <laughs> God. Number one, the challenge prevents side loading. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back, everybody. We're going to jump straight into the news here. Uh, so, unless you've been living under a rock this week, you've probably heard a bit about this story. Uh, Epic files suits against Epic and Epic against <laughs> Apple and Google. And it lights the internet on fire. Um, I've kind of split these notes into two distinct sections. We're going to uh, talk about Epic versus Apple first. Just because I think uh, that there's some similar arguments being made, but I've, they are kind of distinct. And I think the Apple case has a lot more meat to it so far than the Google case does. It would yeah. be funny if the court ruling was that they had to merge and become uh, ep Epic, Epic or, or Epic. Epic. Yes. Epic games. Or what if they uh, like so forced them to do like uh uh they have to like wear that uh Chinese finger trap for like a week. Yeah. Oh that'll dude. teach them. Yeah, and they'll they'll have to get close, you know. Just like unruly siblings. Yeah, mm -hmm. I think that was like a Hey Arnold episode or something like yeah, that. Yeah, by the end of the I've episode they learn to love each other. Yeah. What if they have to Freaky Friday and Tim Sweeney has to run Apple and Tim Cook <laughs> has to run Epic? Wait, no, Tim Cook's Dude. the Microsoft guy, right? 
No. They're already no, Tim. Tim. Is Apple. Right. Tim Sweeney oh. is not the epic guy, though. Yes, he is, isn't he? Or what do they have to have a duel, Hamilton style? Tim Sweeney's Bethesda. Oh. No, no, mm. Tim Sweeney is, is epic. Yeah, that's what I thought. Tim Sweeney's the, the man of oh, the hour. Oh, yeah, no. Man I, who am I thinking about. of? You're thinking of, uh, I know. Todd Howard? Thinking. Todd Howard. Todd Howard. Yeah. Well, okay. I'm just an idiot, I guess. But yeah, what, let's, let's run down why, uh, why exactly Todd's Todd Howard's so pissed. Um, so on the morning of August 13th, Epic started offering a 20% discount on its V-Bucks marketplace in Fortnite. So $8 V-Bucks or $10 V-Bucks were now available for 8 On mobile, the only way to get that discount was to use uh, what they're calling the an Epic Direct Payment um, option, which... <clears throat> violates the policies of the Apple App Store, which state that you must use Apple's payment processing mechanisms. Apple responded pretty much immediately by pulling Fortnite from the App Store. Um, well, that means that users who already have Fortnite can still play, but it's no longer listed, and they will no longer receive updates. <clears throat> so Epic responded to this with a in-game marketing material for their lawsuit <laughs> against Apple. Called 1980 Fortnite, and it's uh, <clears throat> and it's uh, a parody, I guess, satire. I, I don't know what the word is, but uh, satire. It, it's mocking, it's mocking Apple's 1984 commercial that they did way back when uh, against uh, Monopoly, IBM. Uh, right. Microsoft, Classic I think. revolutionary, IBM, yeah. IBM, right, right, right. Uh, so Apple responded, um, basically saying, uh, at they knew Epic was going to do this. Epic knew what the fallout was going to be. And then Epic filed a massive lawsuit against Apple. Um, so given how large these, mar the, these lawsuits are, the fact they had a marketing video ready to go, <clears throat> um, yeah. clearly Epic knew what was going to happen. And this is part, part of their gamble is trying to parlay public opinion in their favor. Um, so, I'm not a lawyer, but I read through some of the major meat of that first lawsuit, and basically what I gleaned is that they're making, Epic's making two distinct claims that Apple is uh, engaging in antitrust behavior. One is through iOS app distribution, because any app that appears on iOS devices must go through the Apple App Store. There's no um, officially supported way to sideload apps onto the iOS. You have to jailbreak your phone to do that. Um, the other claim is iOS payment processing. So your app has to go through the App Store, and all apps on the App Store must use Apple's payment mechanisms, which uh, extracts a 30% tax on all transactions. Um, and just to be clear, that 30% tax is standard in the sense that the two major players in the mobile field Apple and Android, well, the two major iOSs, I guess, iOS and Android, both exact the same tax, though Android allows you to sideload just fine. Right, right. Unless you're and, Amazon. Right, and unless you're Amazon, in which case you have a sweetheart deal and you can avoid those taxes for whatever reason. Um, so Epic, part of, part of their argument on that note is that you can develop on the Mac with a 3% tax, and Apple has one, a 1.5 billion user mobile market, so they're basically arguing that they have 
the absolute leverage to control the market and charge insanely high taxes and you know in their terms uh because you, as a mobile developer you have basically no choice but to play ball with apple not only is it 1.5 billion users it's also nearly half the total market share of uh potential mobile users and and also apple users for whatever complex social reasons tend to spend about twice as much on apps as android users do so it's not a market that you can ignore and it's also not a market that you can ever hope to compete against you can't just fortnite being on android is not going to be part of anybody's decision to buy an android versus apple phone especially as these phones are getting harder and harder to switch from because of apple's walled garden and epic is claiming that google is uh, heading in that direction uh, so, if, and a few days after that, Apple informed Epic that it'll be cutting off its developers' tools to both iOS and Mac. It means that any developer who uses Unreal Engine will no longer be able to update their map or their app. And Epic is um, uh, Epic responded to the suit, trying to stop the action, claiming that uh, Apple is retaliating against Epic, which they claim is textbook antitrust behavior and harming hundreds of developers in the process. Um, this quote I pulled from the Engadget or yeah Engadget uh, article says, "Not content simply to remove Fortnite from the Apple Store. Apple is or from the App Store. Apple is attacking Epic's entire business in unrelated areas." The lawsuit states, "Left unchecked, Apple's actions will irreparably damage Epic's reputation among Fortnite users and be catastrophic for the future of the separate Unreal Engine business." Now. I may be a doofo, a doofus, but uh, why why are they claiming that Apple's actions would damage Epic's reputation? Because, because Apple fanboys. No. Yes. Because well, oh. to, to some well, no, 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 okay. If if Apple removes Fortnite from the app, from the App Store, and all of a sudden one point five billion people. Can no longer play Fortnite. It's not, there's not yeah. that many people playing Fortnite, but some large percentage of people who presumably play Fortnite can no longer do it because not everybody has their ear to the ground. They see that as what the fuck, Epic! I just spent all this money on oh, all gotcha. these V Bucks, okay. especially because they offered a discount that morning. So you know, you imagine that you jumped on that, you bought eighty dollars worth of V Bucks because it was cheap, and then a couple hours later, the game disappears or the game. You game's still on your phone, but you're not going you to be able updates. to play the the updated version. Yeah, I sometimes I, I quote, mean, I, uh, Oh, go ahead. No, I just I sometimes forget that uh, humans <clears throat> without their ear to the ground actually exist. <laughs> yeah, and, and in fact, most humans don't have their ear to the ground. Yeah, I don't even think uh, of those people. Ultimately, we're a minority for paying attention so uh, much yeah, to sure. what's going on. Yeah, I uh, I I quote one of the tweets that they provided in the second lawsuit to demonstrate that point. Dude, that's so sh redacted. iOS players are going to be stuck in the past then. Right. <laughs> and another one, Epic Games sucks, Epic Games sucks, Epic Games sucks, Epic Games sucks. <laughs> and it goes on for that for the 240 character limit. I mean, it just depends on who, you, who you're going to blame here. Are you going to blame Apple for kicking them off, or are you going to blame uh, Fortnite or epic for playing hardball with trying to run their own yeah, with this titan you know, payment mm -hmm. i mean 
it's just amazing that they would go and do, you know, as you wrote in the notes here, like they obviously, Epic obviously knew what was going to happen from the get go. They had this video plan. They had the lawsuit, which is, you know, I assume is a, a large booklet ready to go. Um, yeah, you can't so do they, that overnight. Yes, yeah, so they knew exactly what was going to happen and they have a lot to lose, which makes me think that they really think that they have a chance here to win this, um, which is incredibly interesting because it, it's going to change, you know, if they did win, this would change, you know, the the landscape for, for everyone, for all game developers. Absolutely, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, there's there's two ways to read into that. One is that they think that they have a really strong chance to win. And another is that <clears throat> they know that Apple could overwhelm them with resources. And so they're hoping to put social pressure on mm-hmm. Apple just to, you know, try to calm them down i get i guess like make or try to incentivize them not to piss further piss off all these angry users you know like they sent out that message in fortnite to shake the hornet's nest you know what i mean right <laughs> i mean ultimately epic is what a 17 billion dollar company i think somewhere in that range and apple is a two trillion dollar company so they're both huge companies to us but Apple is still almost a hundred times larger than Epic. You know what I mean? And and so, uh, you know, Epic has stated that they're not requesting any sort of like financial win from this case. They just want Apple to change their their tune and Google to change their tune on the uh, the amount that they're taxing developers, or or I guess they just want what they perceive as monopolies to be broken up. Um, yeah. Guess, so that other app stores could exist, or there's ways to get their uh, apps in other ways, which is like, I think that's pretty strange. Um, I don't know. It, it paints Epic as these like, uh, you know, heroes uh, of you know the moral plane. You know, heroes of the forsaking, free <laughs> for, yeah, forsaking uh, you know their their business for you know they, they want to change. Uh, the, the game developing yeah. landscape. I think yeah. that's strange. I it, wonder like, what's really there. I, well, I, mean, I, I think... think, about I think it, oh, go ahead, son. Like, I mean, <clears throat> it feels... I, I guess, you know, if, if you're not in the industry, you don't have a good grasp of what, what these numbers look like in general. And Like, you know, if you publish a game through a, a store, you know what these numbers are. But if 30% of every sale you make is not yours, that, that makes it pretty hard... You know, that's a that's a huge number. And literally all they're doing is, you know, hosting a five megabyte or 20 megabyte APK that exactly. or whatever it is and and making it available to users. You know, is that worth 30 percent? You know, if it's if it's a dollar, you know, bloatware app, you know, maybe maybe 30 percent is the right number. But um, I, I don't know if it's just it's the same thing with with. With like a lot of publishing, though, you don't realize how much money goes to the person selling the thing or the person uh, that's publishing it versus the actual creator. Sure. Yeah. And, <clears throat> no, absolutely. I mean, reminds me of the days when the Epic exclusivity deals started coming out and everybody was hating on developers for going exclusive to Epic. I think that's still a thing a bit. But then we learned... Um, 
at some point along the line that Steam is just taking way more than some of these indie developers are comfortable with uh, parting with, and Epic is offering amazing deals to get them to exclusivity. You know what I mean? We never get to see the dirty details behind it. Yeah. <clears throat> and what you said, Vito, on the moral argument, I think that there's really two components of that. There's one that they know, they're shaking the hornet's nest and they know that they're drawing all these eyeballs to it. I mean, they linked the lawsuit directly in a tweet. So they have every reason to try to make themselves look like the hero just for the PR points at the very <clears> least. <throat> and the right. other is that <clears throat> we could take that statement as, as genuine. that They're trying to just get a win against Apple's monopolistic practices because there's a potential that that sets a... Um, <clears throat> Sorry, I got something in my throat. There's a potential that that sets a precedent that would allow Epic to get its store on other spaces. You know, people are talking about if if you if the court says that you have to sideload onto iOS, could Epic use that as precedent to try to leverage an Epic Game Store onto a PlayStation? Hmm. <laughs> so it. <laughs> Well, that's, it, I, I it, haven't thought about that before. Right. Yeah. Well, so I guess it's the, a the main argument, favor. main argument sorry, for for getting their <clears throat> their store on, like, say, iOS, is that they're they're trying to make the case that, uh, you know, your cell phone is and, and the internet are like a utility. Um, right. Where, and I don't think you can make that same case for like a console. Um, that's not essential. You know, everybody needs a phone at this point. You know, internet should be treated like a utility. It's not, but uh, which actually, <laughs> you know, might be the end of the case. The internet is not a utility in this country. Um, but Epic's trying to make the case that, no, this is an essential device. Um, you know. I mean, so that, that also, comment you were saying about the PlayStation Store, you know, it, a console would, it would not be an essential device. So I think there are ways <laughs> from that. But yeah, it's a stepping stone. You're right. But it's also kind of like a like a right to repair thing or a right to modify thing, right? You own this piece of hardware. Why are you not allowed to install certain pieces of software on it? Like, I mean, Apple in the past has tried to fight pretty aggressively any jailbreaking releases, right? That you know, if if they had their way, you wouldn't be able to jailbreak your device. Yeah, which yeah. means that you know you spent a thousand dollars on this piece of hardware. Why are you not allowed to yeah. do whatever you, you want know, with it? Install whatever you want with it. <clears throat> so, and I think the same might go for you know an Xbox or a PlayStation. Um, and so, I, I guess there there is an open question there. So, one of the arguments that uh, Google and Apple have been making is that like that thirty percent tax is to I get they're saying to protect the the user does anybody know what that means i don't understand is it like to ensure that certain apps don't make it to the market is that does that 30 percent tax kind of like filter uh act protection as like a filter I, I i don't know i mean they they could argue that 30 percent tax is necessary for them to invest the research and time and software into developing better uh security a, protocols onto the store i mean it could just okay. be as simple as that i, I don't I know think exactly that's, what i think that's i think that's it yeah, I think you nailed it there because uh, another part, uh, another something I was reading related to this was like Apple's, you know, said that they will never have like any sort of like cloud service app on their store, right. like the Microsoft <clears throat> X Cloud. And that's because they can't, I guess, basically vet every title 
or every you know application that will be available through those cloud services uh, services. Right. So that must be what they mean by that. Okay. Uh, but that that seems a bit hypocritical. I mean, I think there's I mean, we're getting into the kind of streaming service. I mean, this thing. is a cash. There's, there's a bit of. I'm just saying that's a bit of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know, but like, I think that there's some hypocrite. Like, they're being hypocritical with this because there's things. There's plenty of subscription services where they don't audit every single movie you can watch on Netflix, and and even in that regard, like within Netflix, you can they they have interactive content. Sure. Uh, that that is. I mean, it's not like a full fledged game where you can do whatever you want, kind of thing. But it's not like. You know, Netflix could probably put a lot of stuff in their app, and, and Apple's not saying that that's a problem. Sure, sure. Um, and kind of, kind of on that point, somewhat related. One of the points I'm remembering now that I read on the suit was that um, Epic was making the point that it's not just the fact that Apple is offering the services, and anybody who wants to develop on iPhone, you know. You want to develop on Apple, so you should just play their way. They make a point there in the first year that of the iPhone, of the App Store is a thing, it was a completely closed ecosystem where only Apple was making the apps that appeared on the App Store. And after a year, they had to open it up because they just, you know, they couldn't keep up. So their argument is that Apple actually relies on, de on these developers to develop apps for the App Store in a significant way and is relies on them and is also strangleholding them and preventing uh, innovation in certain sectors like payment processing and the potential to develop a competing storefront. You know what I mean? Right. And we kind of already covered most of it, but just to briefly go down the Google side, um, Google does allow sideloading. They also removed Fortnite from their store. Um, <clears throat> but... Uh, I guess Epic's argument is a bit more fuzzy to me, and they're kind of just arguing that Android is trending towards a closed, anti-competitive ecosystem, and there's a few partic particular examples that uh, are brought up. They tried to st strike a deal with OnePlus to have the Epic Store pre-installed on their phones, but Google blocked it, uh, and uh, they mentioned that Google themselves negotiate with all who wants to use Android to have the phone come pre-installed with Play Store, you know, the Google, Google apps like YouTube and Gmail. If you want to advertise your app via Google product like YouTube, you must then only sell that app via the Play Store, which is insane to me. And <laughs> um, LG told Epic that their contract with Google did not allow them to distribute apps via other pl platforms in Play Store. Um, and if you try to install an app via website download, you'll have to change your phone security settings and click through warnings. And the apps can't be updated in the background. So Android like allows sideloading, but they make it, um, they make it as non-profitable as possible. I mean, the one thing to note about those warnings that you're clicking through, they are legitimate warnings. Like it, it, they are to protect you because you could click on an APK while you're web browsing, and if that were to just install for you, it could compromise your phone. Oh yeah, absolutely. Whatever. Yeah. Yeah, and so it's. I, I think that that Android feature is good, um, but the 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 more the bigger issue here is that it's hard for anybody to compete with the Play Store because every it's kind of you know everything's on the Play Store, so you need the Play Store while you're transitioning to this other store, mm -hmm. 
And so if if the Play Store is playing hardball, then they say, okay, well, you can't have this other store and the Play Store at the same time. So you have to pick one. And obviously the user is going to pick the one with more apps. Yeah, I think you know, Amazon tried this. Amazon tried to have their own app store on Android, and it I, they they came back. They're, yeah. They for a well, while Epic you couldn't get also. the Amazon shopping app on yeah, Ep- on Play Store. Ep- Epic's app was available uh, through Android, not through the the Google Play Store for a while. And after a while, they too um, came to the Google Google Play, and and they said like, you know, we just can't ignore. The, the Google Play app store. Kind of looking you know? down and kicking the dirt as they <laughs> walked yeah. in. Yeah, okay. but I... Oh, go ahead, sorry. I, I think that Epic might be able to convince Fortnite players uh, on the Android platform to, to take the time to install the APK. It said, only if you install the APK directly from our website can you get this 20% discount. Sure. They yeah, they and, might be able to get people that way, and it's 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 crappy. It's uh it's not user friendly. But they, I think that the argument that they can do that might be enough to, you know, save them if there's a lawsuit. But I don't think that you don't have that on Apple. Right. You don't have that on on iOS. So yeah, it's going to be a, a harder sell there, or, or a more difficult lawsuit for Apple to fight. I completely agree, and as a non-lawyer gamer man, I think that Epic has a uh, actually a pretty strong argument against Apple, uh, and uh, they have a far less strong argument as Google. But with the way yeah. these things go, it'll be years before we see any resolution oh, yeah. of this and know the outcome. The more I hear about it, the more it feels like these two giants are just like they're in this rickety old house that they built, and they're both desperately chopping the uh the support beams with axes trying to kill the other oh yeah like yeah <laughs> just like break, i'll kill you, the you bastard no you not if i kill you first no. yeah I, I, epic's in a uh interesting position um what they're doing seems righteous um for developers for app developers for game developers and whether or not that is you know just because uh whether that in itself is righteous or that's, you know, fueled by uh, the business side of things. Um, I, I'm not really sure. It's probably a little bit of both. But it's just interesting. Like, at the same time, they're kind of, they, they've been kind of making an enemy out of the consumers, right? Um, yeah, by, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> and, and now they really need, you know, consumer support, like, like you were saying, Andy. So I, I wonder what's, what's going to happen here. You know, yeah, for a while, yeah. people were getting angry at them for, for, you know, why do I have to download the Epic Game Store to play this game? You know, they're, they're splitting uh, my games library and consumers don't like that. But but game developers like that, you know, Steam doesn't have a, mon- a monopoly and, a- and Apple and Google. So they're fighting for the, the developers here. So, yeah, you know, I mean, interesting I, spot I'm to one be of in. those. I've never like I, I don't like the Epic Game Store at all and I don't use it. But I'm like I'm glad that it's there, and I'm glad that there is some competition that can you know try to push for developers to get more of a cut from the sale price of a game. I guess I mean I, I'm in the same boat as uh, one of the quotes in this article. You know, was saying that uh, you know they're the Epic Store is splitting 
uh, our game library, but the store that they provided, you know, doesn't function as well. So, you know, I'm all for breaking up monopolies and such, but, you know, you got to provide a, a store that has uh, the same features as what I've been using for, you know, the last decade. Yeah, yeah I, I think, think Steam, Steam, Steam had a rough start, but they've gotten to a much better place now. So, yeah. I, I think the the market argument for that Vita would just be, you know, if um, if it really matters that much, then, uh, you know, Epic won't be competitive against that store. Like if, if those features you're talking about, I mean, like if they if they really matter that much to people in general, not just you, then the store is going to fail. You know, right. that, w- that would be their argument. Yeah, they're at least the market argument, you know. So the fact that it's succeeding means that they are offering something to some people that is competitive against Steam. You know what I mean? Yeah, this is true. But is well, that thing the fact that they give away free exclusives. games once a month to anybody? <laughs> yeah, and, it and could be. But you... but you know if that if that's all it means if that's all it takes you know maybe force Steam in that direction. You know what I mean? I mean yeah. I think the biggest thing is that you have to be able to to maybe fracture where you're buying things but not fracture where you're playing things. So, like, if I buy a game on Epic, I want to be able to play with people on Steam. And there are a lot of games where that's not the case. Right. All right, I, I think I've exhausted all the juice out of my brain I can get <laughs> on uh, these lawsuits. It'll be interesting to see, you know, if there's any more back and forth. At some point, things are going to quiet down and just remain quiet for years until... Either uh, <clears throat> the courts rule on it, or you know, you're cynical. Maybe the more likely outcome is that Epic and Apple do reach a uh, closed door settlement that we never hear the details of. Yeah, that's my guess. I mean, that's ultimately. I mean, that that's a big reason why Apple might be going the extra mile, and you know, to 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 the lawsuit. It seems like they're just super reinforcing the point by cutting off developer tools like Unreal Engine. But also that, you know, if that hurts Epic's bottom line enough, they will be forced to settle. You know what I mean? And somebody said earlier, it's like two giants. And I agree with that, but, you know, me and you, we're mice. Epic is David, (laughs) and Apple is still Goliath. You know what I mean? As far as relative sizes, I mean... At the cat at Apple's cash on hand is probably some ridiculous like five to ten times what Epic is worth. You know what I mean? And, and, and about our resources, Apple will always win, or Google. But uh, let's move on. <clears throat> the next, the uh, the other big story that's really been taking internet by storm the last week, um, is that Halo Infinite has been delayed to 2021, quote, to ensure the team has adequate time to deliver a Halo game experience that meets our vision. And they cited multiple factors. It seems like they're mostly blaming it on COVID. Um, As you do. But, yeah, this is really interesting. Not, It's not just a game being delayed, but it's also the game that was supposed to be, like, the launch title for the new Xbox. And we, uh, Phil Spencer has come out and said that the new Xbox is not going to be delayed. Unbelievable. Halo, killer app, Xbox Series X. It's not coming what out. What do they have? 
Yeah, that's the question. Like, what what motivates you to buy an Xbox now? 4K, 120 frames per second. Yeah, hundreds of games, right? thousands of games over four generations. Or and that's the thing, Vito. <laughs> you po- you posted that. Fable. They they had okay. like a a list of arguments for. I, I, I can't remember how it was framed, but it reads like a list of arguments for why you buy an Xbox One anyway, or Xbox Series X anyway, even though you're not going to be able to play Infidon release. And it's just really, you know, thin, you know, paper thin stuff. Uh, I heard. You'll still or, have I, it in 2021, dummies. I read some. I read some article that described it well. They say stuff like play thousands of games across four generations, and it it reads an awful lot like jangling their keys over here so they don't notice the the sleight of hand they're doing you know what i mean right i mean but the other the other aspect is and i, I got a, a a phil spencer quote over here he says if selling more consoles than sony and nintendo was our approach we wouldn't put our games on pc we wouldn't put our games on xbox one we wouldn't do xcloud and allow people to play games on their phones like I that's think that, fair but like what are you trying to do then? I'm just curious. Like, I think that they just want people like like a PC gamer. They want people to naturally upgrade when they want more resolution, or where the newer games are just running at 30 frames per second instead of 60. Yeah. Like, because the thing is, Nintendo uh, aside, people, uh, you know, well, Sony and Xbox take a loss at their launches for their consoles. Right, because they right. want people in their ecosystem to play their games. But Xbox is like, well, we're going to get you in our ecosystem no matter what, even if you don't buy our console. So we're going to get our thirty percent on game sales or whatever it is if you buy it on PC or if you sign up for Game Pass or <laughs> whatever, or if you buy it on Xbox One. Yeah, no, I, I think that I think that makes sense. Um, something there yeah that i think that's fair but something just smells funny when i know they're not making money in game pass now i know they're not making money selling consoles uh you know what's their end game it could just be some big brain investment play like you invest all this money to get all these people on your platform you invest all this money to make a really cool xbox you know it's not gonna have games for a while and eventually it pays off might be the I think the huge the huge thing that they could do like a year from now or even six months from now that I think is entirely possible is bumping like Game Pass Ultimate to twenty five a month. Yeah, I, I, I'm not at all. I would not be at all surprised if that's the way that this goes. Is that um, it ends in a little while with a Game Pass price increase. Now that you got all these people captured, now's the time to put the screws to them. You know what I mean? Because like and, I feel like that 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 seems like the logical way for them to start making money again if they you know once they get enough people in this ecosystem that they know exactly what their margins are and it's not just these early adopters uh then they can you know price it according to what they feel is right and sure they say you know we're gamers first you know we don't care that we're not making a lot of money on game pass right now yada 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 but i feel like somebody's gonna be like well but we could make more money if we just right. charged a little yeah, more. Right. Nobody's we in business no. just to we be in business. We could charge 20% more and lose 10% of our customers, and that would make us a ton of money. And I think that that's, that's probably the most likely place, especially if the, you know, the new Xbox doesn't sell super well. 
And I don't think they need to outcompete the PS4. I think, or whatever, five, whatever generation we're in. Um, <laughs> you know, I think that they're, they're consigned to the fact that the PS5 probably will sell more units, but if they sell a tenth as many units, then that's a huge loss for Xbox, I think. Yeah, I and I think you're heading on a similar thread that I was going to go on. I think that it could also just be that they learned over the last two generations, particularly the PS4 generation, that uh, they can't compete against Sony in that space. Like, for whatever reason, you know, Sony is just producing more exclusives. It's getting more people to buy consoles than Xboxes and higher quality stuff, too. So they just know that in a traditional console war, they can't win. You know what I mean? So they have to try something drastically different to try to make, make up their own. Nintendo, you could argue Nintendo realized that many years ago, which is why Nintendo's always been kind of, like, weird. You know what I mean? I, I just... Yeah, but... Go ahead. I was just going to say, I just don't understand why they would say, like, why they would... Uh, you know, say that they can't win a console war. I mean, they have the resources. If it's just a matter of, you know, I'll tell you why you didn't win the console war. They have no exclusives. Like, how hard could it be to, you know, just uh, pay developers for the exclusive rights? Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. Maybe that's... Uh... Well, I mean, so the thing is about, you know, exclusives that are Xbox plus PC exclusives is if they're going to sell them through the Xbox store or even through steam they still get the same cut maybe through steam they get a less cut but um honestly xbox if they have an exclusive like what halo will be uh or any of their other games like the you know expansion for outer worlds might be or whatever um the new fable game they're gonna they would probably rather you buy it on pc because they make more money that way because they're not taking the loss on their launch console and sure, sure, maybe a year from now they've optimized their manufacturing and everything, so the console is not at a loss anymore. Well, but the way you're putting it, then, and I think you're probably right. Sounds like they're kind of slowly bowing out of consoles. I yeah, um, I think I think that is a reasonable way to look at it. Because there's no, I don't see why there there's no business sense to. Yeah, we don't care if this uh, arm of our business is successful unless you're planning to leave that business right um, yeah but they're doing it i think in a, in a way that still gives you the option if you are someone that doesn't want to worry about building a pc you can play on console and at the end of the day the console still is the cheaper way if you want you know 4k 60 gaming at tell me what rig you can build for 400 bucks that can get me 4k 60 gaming you can right right so it still is the most cost-efficient way, especially if you're not willing to go bargain shopping or, or you're worried about installing a CPU on a new motherboard or you've never done that before. Like, I think that that the console gaming is becoming a more economic way to do that. Yeah, um, I, I agree with that. All right. Because if yeah, oh, if you can sorry, get you know, I, I think that infinite being delayed is 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 you know sucks but i don't think that it's huge in the grand scheme of what microsoft's vision for their next generation is i feel like they've generally been like building up some goodwill over the past few years like yeah <laughs> since the since the one kind of petered out uh in comparison to sony they they've been kind of 
I don't know. I feel like they've been on good terms with with gamers for for yeah. A bit I, I now. think Game Pass alone has has really for sure uh, sold a lot of people on their plans. Yeah, I mean their get their goodwill is coming in the form of almost free games on Game Pass, <laughs> but that can't last long. That's not a business model. What and we also really just want is value. We stuff. want you to add value. We want good games you know yeah. you want your studio to, to produce good games and that's not really something they have excelled at so yeah they have there is microsoft maybe has had some goodwill in the last couple of years through game pass but except for they're also not leaning into the indie market more which is kind of funny yeah <clears throat> yeah it's interesting yeah i mean like I, I gotta say with like game pass you know literally you, you get the first page where they've got like their popular or currently running or new and then the next one is the surprise me button, which I have clicked many times and played a random indie game on Game Pass and had a great time. Yeah. So um, I've, I've never done that. That's, that's cool. cool. Feature. Yeah, I didn't know about like, that. Yeah, there's literally it's just it actually has a picture of like a D20 and it says surprise you. What you play next? Like if I click it right now, I just clicked it. Oh, I got. Now, I, now city I, oh, okay. I'm not gonna play that. I'm not gonna play F1 because I'm not <laughs> too big into racing games. But uh, if I was, I'd play Forza. But but like I, you know, I, I've come across games that I wouldn't have otherwise played uh, doing that, and it's 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 a you know it's good for indies. I just hope it's not a bait and switch. That's my big thing. Yeah, that would be nice. Yeah. But I mean, you know, if if the price ends up coming up or ends up going up more than you're comfortable with, you can always just cancel. It's not like you're. Yeah. I guess you're invested in the sense that you might have games that you're invested in on the platform, but. But yeah. I would have bought. You know, I I could pick the two that i still really want use my discount through game pass to buy them right and, the and, then you're, and then you're still locked onto the xbox store so they still win in an extent it's, you know what i mean anytime you want to play that game you got to open up the store that's true all right yeah. fellas <laughs> i think it's time to move on unless yeah, you guys got any final comments all right uh and uh you know the other major delay <laughs> um, Major. Uh, Stanley Parable Ultra Deluxe Flask. I think you added this yeah. one. What's the Ren game? Yeah, basically, it's just another remake of Stanley Parable that adds more content. <laughs> I like didn't even know it was being developed. One, right? Yeah. Great. Like that. Another one. So I mean, it's a good game, but it's weird that they yeah, just keep remaking it. Was really it. fun the first two times I played through it. <laughs> I I don't need more. But I get uh, it. yeah, it's being delayed. Uh and they just they literally retweeted uh the the Halo delay tweet except they censored out any references to Halo or, or 343. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty put funny. in themselves and Stanley Parable. That's pretty funny. <laughs> Yeah, no, it's a good. Um, they they also they did a few others like Deathloop recently had a uh, right a, a major delay. They did one in the Deathloop style. Then I think they mocked one up to make it look like Spider Man Miles Morales. That game is not being delayed, <laughs> but <laughs> they they got they sure got a lot of people thinking that game was delayed. Oh, that's they awesome! It. Yeah, no, it's Way a good to fuck bit. With the competition, yeah. <laughs> uh, so the. Just in case you've never heard of it, it's being remade in uh, Unity. Um, it's currently in Source. 
But one of the appeals of this Ultra Deluxe version is that they're adding new content. And uh, I saw somewhere, I don't have it handy, but the new content is supposed to be um, the size of or greater than the size of the original game. So it's kind of like dumping in a sequel with the way that game expansion. works. It's just dumping in a, yeah, like a large expansion, yeah. No, no, that's funny. It's a funny announcement. Uh, so we, we kind of already talked about this earlier when this started coming up, but the AC, Vala, AC Valhalla creative director has officially been fired after an investigation into his extramarital misconduct. Um, that came up a few months ago when the Ubisoft stuff started breaking, that he had been trolling Twitter uh, for girls to sleep on his wife, or sleep, you know, <laughs> sleep, sleep on my cheat, wife, cheat, cheat on his wife. God, my brain. Um, and just to be clear, to separate it from the other allegations, is that as far as I'm aware, he's had no allegations into criminal misconduct or even the usual type of sexual misconduct in the workplace that would, uh, you know, obviously cause you to lose your job. Right. I don't personally just... understand the rationale behind firing the man because he was cheating. Um, but I get that Ubisoft might feel pressured to do it just because he was caught up in the in the swing of things when that started breaking. Yeah. Is this, was, was he part of the same one that was like, we need a, a dude protagonist in the new Assassin's yes. Creed? Or is that a different executive? Oh, yeah. No, I'm sure he was. He's the creative director of the newest Assassin's Creed. So I'm, I'm sure he was instrumental in whatever happened in Odyssey as well. He's so maybe they're just looking for poor moral character, I guess. <laughs> Maybe they're just looking for a reason. Maybe he's been, you know, doing dumb crap around the office or something. Who knows? Sure. Rainbow but, Six. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Nah, it's not that much. I was just gonna. He's just like a normal bad person instead of like an extra. Yeah, bad person. yeah instead of an extra <laughs> bad person, he's a normal bad person. That's yeah. a great way yeah. to put that. I don't. I don't know, man. To me, this. I mean, I really don't know that much about it, but. Like if you're cheating on your wife, I don't. Yeah, you're a piece of shit for doing that, but I don't give a fuck what you do in your personal yeah, life. Absolutely. Man. As long as you ain't doing anything illegal, I don't care. Probably, probably shouldn't have taken it to the internet, though. <laughs> I agree. Don't take it to the internet. That's where you done goofed, yeah. my friend. But, uh, dude, I don't give a fuck if you're cheating on your wife. You're not a good person if you do it, but. Just make the fucking game and shut up. It just up. makes the company look good Please. to get rid of him, you know? Yeah, dude. I guess. I mean, if he was using, like, his position at the company to, like, solicit other women on Twitter or whatever... Well, then, yeah, that, yeah, that shit... That's, that's shitty, and, you sh and he yeah, should no, be I think, yeah, I but think, yeah, but, but, but even then, I mean, is it is it a bad thing to say, oh, I'm I'm a CEO as a way to impress girls? Like, I don't... I, even, I don't even see the wrong... Yeah, I do it all the time. I guess, I guess, broken Campfire that, podcast. No, I'm kidding. Joke. The one thing that, <laughs> that would be like definitely like fireable is if he was using his position as CEO to try and cheat on his wife with people who were employees of Ubisoft. Right. Absolutely. That would be a clear which, cut, yeah. Which, there's a chance that that was happening and they just haven't disclosed that. That's possible. I, mean, well. I don't, I don't want to like do reckless speculation here, but like... Sure. There's, I think that there's got to be more than just the public story. That and that that's that's totally possible as well. Yeah. All right. Yeah. The I think the rest of the stuff is is much smaller in comparison. Well, I guess we're already in the small news. 
swing of it, Spoilers. but uh, Rainbow Six Sne- Rainbow Six Siege announced Sam Fisher as an operator, uh, along with some other meta changes shortly thereafter. Uh, and Splinter Cell fans are not happy, um, mostly because Sam Fisher keeps popping up in Ubisoft games, but there's not been a Splinter Cell game in like a decade. <laughs> Yeah, what was the other one he was yeah. in? Like Wildlands? Yeah. Ghost Recon, yeah. Yeah. Uh I didn't I haven't really followed him in Sorry Siege guys, much, your uh, your game doesn't make money. Doesn't make as much money. I haven't, as, I haven't uh, seen what he does in Siege, but his um the meta changes are cool. Dude, his gadget's fucking badass. It's like a little he's got a little pistol with a camera on it and you shoot it and it can drill through walls and shit. Ooh. And it has oh, a single cool. uh, single twitch uh, shock thing on it. Can I uh, sneak cool. up behind somebody and snap their neck? No, sadly, which is, I guess, not cool. I mean, Sam looks really cool. Have you, have you guys seen what he looks like? He doesn't even look like Sam No, Fisher. he looks, he looks like, like the uh, Punisher. I was going to yes. say he looks like the Punisher, but uh, I don't know, man. I've liked, I like every Splinter Cell game, and... Yes, I would like another one, but I really, I kind of don't care if he doesn't get another one. <laughs> Just have him be like a guest star. Well, you're not a fan. Uh, I am not a fan. I've watched this man do enough crazy shit. I think his, uh, his story's <laughs> done. Let him just be like, retire. yeah, just let the man retire. Uh, So, yeah, uh, some of the meta changes are cool, though. I'll say that. But, uh, I need to play it to have yeah. a better opinion. I don't have really have much of an opinion on it at this moment. Man. Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> All right, uh, next, this podcast's favorite game, Control, <laughs> will only get a free next-gen upgrade for the Ultimate Edition. So, a few reasons why that's shitty. Uh, Control, Control on launch did sell a season pass. Um, and... Uh, you do not get it if you have the base game and all the DLC. Even though that's functionally the ultimate edition, it's just not packaged Ooh. the same way. Um, also, a week before this announcement came out, <clears throat> Control was on sale. Uh, the Control Deluxe Edition, which has Control and all the DLC, was on sale for $40. Um and so a lot of people bought that and then found out the week after that if they had waited a few weeks to get the Ultimate Edition, they'd be able to upgrade because you can't... Uh, I don't even think you can pay like an upgrade cost to turn your Deluxe Edition into an Ultimate Edition. That blows. I can't believe... Uh, I was going to say, I can't believe you guys did a whole podcast about this. I know, right? Damn. That's a great game. That's a super lame way to treat people who bought your game like when it came out. You know, it's not, it's not like a game that keeps on giving. Like they released what two DLCs that were pretty far apart. So especially uh, for that game that had um, a sort of a bad reputation for its performance issues on the PS4. You know, so you bought it on launch. You've been with it for the beginning. You dealt with the shitty frame rate and the weird graphical issues and all that. And now you get told, fuck you, you should have waited a year to play it because now you can yeah. play it in high fidelity, 4K, uh, whatever P at 120 FPS on your new console. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's especially shitty. Is that on uh, like Remedy or is that a... Uh, yeah, I was going to say, is that a publisher? That's got to be on or? them, right? 
It's got to be I mean, a publisher. I, I don't decision. know that you know that, but I, I yeah, but I, would I say so. I I don't. We don't know for sure, but it smells like a publisher thing to me. You know what I mean? I haven't checked. That usually, to see if Remedy has commented on it at all. Usually, publishers have pretty much total control over how a game is marketed and sold, which would include the editions and all that. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. that's whack. Why good game must have stigma? Why? Why? Laszlo has left Rockstar. Ah, yeah. yes. He's been with. I didn't know that this guy was behind. Uh, I I didn't know how far back this guy went with GTA. I know his voice oh, yeah. from from GTA, oh, yeah, dude. Uh, GTA four and five, I think. And like every three D GTA game, he's yes. he's, yes. he's in uh in GTA Online, if you have a, a nightclub, he's just sitting in the nightclub doing drugs and everything. <laughs> <That's funny. laughs> yeah, I didn't realize uh, you... he wrote all those uh, music sketches, which have, yeah. have been, uh, you know, one of the highlights of, of the GTA games. Yeah, no, he he was great. Um, Actually, the inside yeah. baseball is that he had several family members that he takes care of with the poor deteriorating health, and that was the major. And he's already kind of. Um, been on his way out of Rockstar because of that and I think he's just finally severed the relationship. Uh, okay. So that's just to get ahead of the um, there's been some news recently with Rockstar that people are starting to get worried about what's going on with the company and what that means for the future of games. I, I think this if genuine, this leaving feels unrelated to those topics. You know that's what, what he wants you to think. And that's why they want, and that is what they want you to think. So <laughs> Take it with a grain of salt. I was, was going to say, uh, I still remember when I was like a young lad playing GTA 3, and um, I always listened to the mostly like the pop music stations because that's what I liked. That's what I enjoyed. But one day I heard a segment from uh, Chatterbox FM, mm-hmm. which was the talk radio station in GTA 3, and it spurred me. Like, I just heard one segment. I was like, oh, and it spurred me to leave it on for like that whole session. And then, like, Half of the time I played GTA 3, I had that on. Half of the time I played Vice City, I had uh, like the, the talk radio stations on. I was like, hey, this is pretty entertaining. There's like a whole huge chunk of content that they'd made just for this radio station. Oh, yeah. yeah. So you could, you could totally ignore this while playing your game, but they have it here for you. And it's like world building. It's cool. Mm-hmm. Just like I am now, uh, I pretty much always listen to talk radio on the GTA game. So. <laughs> It's a big, it's a big, uh, big loss for me because Laszlo is a part yeah. of what defines a GTA experience for me. But it's a, you know, it's ultimately a minor part, and they can get somebody who's pretty good. It'll probably be fine, but it will be sad not seeing Laszlo in their next product. I think um, in GTA Vice City they had uh, like a uh, was it pressing issues? Yeah, they had familiar. like a, a, a guy, a, a different host, and that that was also pretty funny. Yeah. Yeah, and they, uh, they would do like clever bits that were like satire of common radio bits. Oh, so <laughs> good! All right, kind of related to some of the lawsuit drama we were talking about earlier. Steam will only allow developers to market the Steam version of a game on Steam, so they can't say uh, post a um, an update saying go to this website to download a content patch for your game. Stuff like that. Is this a new thing? This is a new thing, yeah. Oh, hmm. 
you can't say go buy your game on epic store instead of steam on steam <laughs> right exactly yeah you can't uh announce on rocket league that rocket league is going to be free on epic and steam users are going to get all this stuff you know what i mean mm. i mean that makes sense to me yeah no it, it makes sense but i I think like Flask, I was kind of just surprised that it wasn't already a thing. Can um, you is this disallowing you from even saying that your game is multi-platform? I mean, obviously, it would be kind of silly. It'd yes, be kind I of silly so. if like if like uh, I don't know. But interesting. I, I think it has to because if you're saying that your game is advertised on a different platform, you're saying your game is available somewhere else other than I Steam. Guess so. But it's just like information. Like, it's just literally the, the truth. It's so weird. Yeah. But, you know, that's that's part of the game. Right. This next one's pretty fun. Fall Guys offers a brand skin to whoever bids the highest donation to the UK charity special effects. Uh, so I, I did some digging. Um, for a long time, it seems like the leader was G2 Esports, sponsored by Steel Series, And I think that's a esports team um but at $130,000 i believe and the highest that i could find on twitter uh during the break was ninja is offering $200,000 for a ninja i'm going skin. to steal this from you real quick andy so as of right now the highest bid is from a guy named peaks 15 p i q u e s 15 and he has posted uh, $325,000. Oh, okay. Is he, is he just some guy? Although Mr. Beast did raise it to 300000 Yeah, I don't think... The thing is, I wasn't going to mention Mr. Beast. I guess it's fair to mention it, just because... Um, Why not? Fall, well, Fall Guy said somewhere that they're, they're not going to allow inappropriate content. And I think Mr. Beast was, like, posting, like, some meme photos of, like, what he wants. And, like, one of them was a t-shirt of a... One of them was a bean wearing a t-shirt that said, ask me about my butthole. <laughs> so. Yeah. No, that think... was, uh, that was, um, that was the bidet, uh, Tushy Bidet that did that. Oh, really? Wow. Yeah. Okay. That was like an actual, like, bidet company. That's hilarious. <laughs> they, uh, were $40,000 in one cent. <laughs> well. Imagine having this uh, kind of money. How much I money are we budging for our broken campfire skin? Uh, I would have put like a thousand, but I'm <laughs> not like this. I ain't got three hundred twenty-five thousand, man. Come on, dig deep. Audience, need that skin. I would think. I do think it's funny if like some eccentric billionaire like just threw down twenty million dollars to have a, a brand that nobody's ever heard of advertised. I was going to say, I'd literally rather wear a shirt that says, ask me about my bidet over ask me about my butthole. Yeah, I'll take, I agree with I'll that. Take I, don't know, I don't know why I find the funny a lot, or the second a lot funnier, but <laughs> I, would wear, I would wear a bidet advertisement t-shirt in a game. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, it's funny. It's absurd. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I like moves like this. I mean, the offering a bidding, bidding war for charity is not a bad thing to do. And the charity, by the way, is um, like special controllers for disabled gamers. Oh, that's cool. Oh, that's oh, that's neat. Yeah, I was gonna I ask. Completely yeah. forgot to bring it up. And um, do you have to donate? Do you have to actually make the donation to qualify, or is it just 
whoever it's pledges it is the most is what it looks like so yeah, even if you lose you're yeah. donating uh so if you pledge and someone out pledges you you still have to you still have to donate no, no i don't think no so. no it's a it's a bid view like uh gotcha. you, you don't have to pay okay. anything unless you're the highest bid gotcha like Which, i could tweet right now and say i'm gonna give you 350k and hopefully somebody would help bid me but if they didn't i'd be like ah psych yeah exactly and then he'd be raked over the coals for uh eternity i'm yeah, sure that for, they're getting for lying about charity <laughs> i'm sure that people are making fake twitter accounts and bidding fake things right oh, now. oh i'm sure like, i'm sure it looks like they're I, I would guess that that they're trying to vet for people that seem like they actually have the cash they probably won't actually look at any brands that aren't recognizable you know what i mean we're probably only looking at verified twitters and all that And uh, speaking of social media, <sighs> dude, our Facebook I... accounts will be required for new Oculus VR headsets. Uh, so just to be clear, um, if you already have an Oculus account, you can use it for two more years. And if you don't already have an Oculus account, you must sign, sign in with Facebook or link an Oculus account to Facebook. So it's not just for new Oculus VR headsets, but it's also, you know, eventually all VR headsets will be, um, will must use a Facebook account. This is, uh, like the best excuse for me to get a different headset now. <laughs> Zuck wants to know what you're doing in VR chat. I don't have a Facebook. <laughs> I don't want a Facebook. I think Facebook is dumb. So... Why the fuck would I? Why would I? Why do I need to make one to play fucking VR chat? Are you kidding it's me? Stupid, but you could you could always make a dummy Facebook account. I could I'd be like uh, the Zuckman. <laughs> Flask had it's... a dummy Facebook account with a picture of a Zubat. I think. I <laughs> yeah, I think I'm friends with that and your real one. <laughs> yeah, same. Another one. Same. No, I'll yeah. just. I, I'll just fucking buy a new headset. Fuck. Yeah. fuck I mean, no one's surprised you, right? Facebook owns Oculus. Of course, you're going to have to make a Facebook account to log in. Um, you know, soon they're going to have to do retinal scans so that. You're going to do an IQ could, test uh, right before I. So I can't even play the game. Gonna, no, they don't yeah. want to do that. They're going to uh, socially rate you. Angie. Which one of. Yeah, exactly. Which it's one actually of these, an upper uh, limit. Which one of these false ads would you believe more? <laughs> I just, I think this is stupid. I'm pretty sure that I thought when like they were doing this, they were like, oh, you're never going to need a Facebook account. We, we wouldn't do that. Psych. Uh, I mean, yeah, as, psych. Soon as, as soon as Facebook bought Oculus, I was surprised that it took them like, what, three years now? Yeah. More? Yeah. Yeah. I, I agree. It, it's surprising it hasn't already happened before and now. Imagine being the guy who has to post that to the fucking Twitter account. Imagine <laughs> oh, yeah. being I wonder, that guy. Hope, I hope he gets paid a lot. <laughs> the Facebook oh, I, employee I that has to post that. to Twitter, he must he must have a terrible life. Oh, yeah. It's like turning the key in the uh, nuclear armament <laughs> control yeah. panel. <laughs> Alright, yeah. Finally, um... Uh, we I think we mentioned before the Baldur's Gate. Uh, it's got a it's got a pre-release date. Oh, okay. What's the pre-release date? September thirtieth. Okay, cool. That's uh, not too much longer from now. Uh, yeah, well, it's supposed to be in August, 
So it's right, that, that's what I was gonna say. I think we talked previously about how it had been delayed. I think it's actually would have been out yesterday. Ever, I think, or maybe even today, uh, had it not been delayed. But uh, there was a stream today talking about some information about the game. I think Greg saw it. And I know, son, you read up on it. Anything cool mm-hmm. you guys want to mention? Any highlights from that? Uh, they showed like some of the stuff. Like they showed something that they talked about, or they said that they added like a week ago, and it was like this whole quest line with one of those, like with one of the enemies in the game. Uh, me and Kurt, uh, Kurt watched it with me, and really most of the time we just talked about all the horrible stuff we were gonna do to John. <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't watch the whole thing because it just seemed like a lot of exposition like story exposition explaining things that probably were already out on the internet a lot of explaining the plot and i guess like the D story it's based off of and then you see uh uh dwarf licking a goblin's foot i didn't like that that's when i tuned out <laughs> <laughs> that's when a lot of people tuned in yeah oh but yeah, they say that there's going to be 25 hours of gameplay in the first act that's going to come out in the uh, pre-release, and that um, the they game said there's pro- a lot of zones. Uh, it's going to be the entire first act, is what they said. Mm, yeah, um, that's just what they did with the Divinity Two as well, and then went early access. Well, yeah, but like apparently for this first act, there's like, uh, I think there's like a layer of hell you go to, like the first layer of hell. You go to a bunch of other areas. I don't. I see. I don't so it's not just one know. big zone like what yeah. Divinity was There's like. like yeah. They're not just places. sleeping on Fort Joy for a few hours, right? Did they say anything for, about like how far along the full releases? No, they did not. Mm-hmm. They said uh, if you. They said expect some bugs because it's not going to be like that greatly optimized, but they are working on it. So if you want to hold off, hold off on it. But if not, uh, I didn't have fun. Yeah. The quote is only buy the game. Now, if you want an early look or if you want to participate in community feedback, otherwise best off waiting till 1.0. I respect that. They say that. Yeah. I was going to say, I respect the hell out of that. Yeah. Yeah. They're not baiting people. They're they're saying exactly what you're going to get. I really respect that. They well, also these... said that there's no discount for buying it now versus later. So it's going to be the same price now that it is at launch. I, I like that yeah. too. Again, uh, I was yeah, same, the, same uh, reason being honest about it. Yeah. They did the same thing for Divinity 2. When uh, that was when they kickstarted that, they were like, yeah, if you want, but <laughs> you can do this. It's basically the same shit. Yeah, and that way they're not enticing people to buy it with a discount. Uh, you know, again. It, this is for people who want an early look. Otherwise, don't check it out. Sure. I, pro- sure. I probably will. Our group is going to download it and play it. So I'll probably download it and play it, even though I would rather wait till it's out so I don't have to play the starting area eight times. But, sure. I mean, well, I played the starting area 20 times in Divinity. So, Oh, what? But- yeah, they said that the multiplayer is not going to release right at launch. It'll still no, be part of the pre-release. No, that's not what they said. That's not what they said. It will be... Uh, did they... I'm they said sure. you were not going to be able to play as, like, the other heroes. Me and Kurt heard the same thing. We were like, what the fuck is this guy talking about? You, There is a multiplayer at launch. It's... You just can't play those, like, those... Oh, uh, the origin characters? Yeah, the origin characters. Thank you. That's it. You so cannot you play, play as, uh, like, just a custom character? Yeah, you just basically... And I was like, all right, whatever. That's oh, fine. Okay. All right. 
Yeah, we don't, we, we but yes. I don't think we ever played I, uh, the origin. Me and, uh, me and Kurt heard the same thing, and we both said, like, what uh, the yeah, I... fuck <laughs> is this guy talking about? Why would yeah. we buy this then? But yeah, so, so there should be multiplayer. Cool. Unless that I was mean, just bullshit. I mean, they, they've always promised multiplayer long term. It's just whether or not it was available right at launch would have right. been the question. Right. All right. That's all I got. Looks like oh, that's all we got other than a dancing cat. And then I can't help but notice there's a large dancing cat who seems very excited about Baldur's Talk about the dancing cat. How did they do that? <laughs> it think, seems. Uh, oh, it's gone. Where did it go? It went down, down and to the side. Oh, okay. I think that was a. I think that was a. <laughs> oh shit! No. It's walking on the it's wall. It's getting closer. Oh. Ah. No. Ah. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, thanks for listening, everybody. If you like the podcast, give us a five out of five on iTunes to help our scores out. Tell your friends about it. Uh, and uh, most importantly, send us feedback at brokencampfire at gmail.com you can not only just send us feedback you can send us questions to be read aloud on the air um, you can send us uh, game suggestions or you can tell us how much uh, you know you think Sutton worked on this podcast and uh, if you don't like that Sutton was on this podcast well uh, we'll take care of him permanently yeah oh yeah we will we gotta, gotta let us know you'll, 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 you'll crash a plane and flight simulator into my house yeah. Right. <laughs> yes. Uh, and in fact, I'll go an extra step further. I'll post his address online so that you can do that too. Oh, great! Real, real so life you have a day to get out because it's going to take a day to install the game. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's all I got. Um, Today I learned I'm moving. <laughs> all that being said, I think as usual we're going to be let out. With the final words from Sutton. Who? The final words from Sutton. Let's hear those final words. One of the fan, one of the listeners got them already. God bless everyone. Have a lovely night. No, I'm not gonna let Greg in this episode. I want the final words from Sutton. <laughs> Sorry, it's already there. Well, I don't remember what I'm supposed to say. What the you fuck? Say goodbye. What the goodbye. fuck, dude? There you go. <laughs> what do you know? <laughs>